creating a song off the top of my head. You're back. I know, you sound very lyrical today. Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, just got past Valentine's Day. I got a song in my heart. Very true. Yes. It is, it is past Valentine's Day. It is another episode of Cinema Discovery Project with myself uh, co-hosting uh, with Stephen Billings. I'm Andrew Cabral, and we are post-Valentine's Day, but we're also post-Academy Awards, because the last time we had an episode, it was pre-Academy Awards, yes. which we did a breakdown of most of the categories yeah, yeah. of the Academy Awards, and I, a lot of our predictions were right. Some of them were pleasantly wrong, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and and the biggest one I think I was wrong about, and I think we were both kind of in agreement of being uh, wrong about. We was were being Parasite. very cynical about Best Picture. Oh uh, yeah, I mean I have no faith in uh, the Academy <laughs> Awards' ability to get things right nowadays, <laughs> and they actually did get something right, and that was giving the best movie, in our opinion, the top award, which was Best Picture for Parasite, and Parasite pretty much uh, was dominant during the night in terms of, I think, just uh, social media dominance and people rooting for it as well as rooting for, um, you know, uh, Bong Joon-ho kept going up and just having, yeah. like... like uh, He kept thinking he like, was done and they had to go back up there again. And... Not only that, but just, like, his his speeches were... Like not noteworthy, but like by the point, by a certain point, he was just like, "Yeah, I'm well, just gonna well, drink, they were, they were drink after this." They were genuine, because they're, you know he goes up there. Genuine. My fa- my favorite of his was when he get the directing award, because he went up there and instead of boasting on, you know, you'd think he'd you know talk about the film and talk about the people he worked with. He and he did a little bit, but like he then he decided to talk about the people that influences him, and they were in oh, the room. Yes. You know when he yes. talked about Martin Scorsese and how how he his films influenced him, and then he he went over to Tarantino and said, you know, you talked about my movies, you know, and you got people aware of my movies in the states, and he thanked him for that, and and you know, I thought that that was just class, class. Yeah, they gave you know? Martin Scorsese a standing ovation, yeah, um, because he's you know a living legend, and a lot of people including myself and many, many film fans, filmmakers, film enthusiasts have learned a lot by watching Martin Scorsese's films as well as Quentin Tarantino, um, as well as, you know, many people still working today. But it was nice to see um, Martin Scorsese get, you know, further recognition for his contribution to, well, spe- to movies Well, in especially with age. all the, the, the press, the bad press of sorts. Oh, yeah. With, with the all the Marvel movie. stuff and Marvel all that stuff, stuff yeah. you know. It's good I mean, to see about it. people appreciate him in the right light, you know, like. Um, but, yeah, I mean, what about the show overall? Like, what did you think of the show overall? The show, for, the show itself was well, kind of a mess. <laughs> I thought it was really yeah. messy. Just the way they presented things and the way they really, really kind of looked like it was slapped together, a lot of it. Well, they obviously were trying their best to cut time. Like, they were not transitioning things as much. They they would just be times where a musical performance would start and they wouldn't even introduce it. It would just happen. What's Um, interesting is I, I thought they did a really bad job with cutting time because... They would waste time on bringing out people to introduce people to, de- to then <laughs> introduce the categories. Yeah. And I'm like, if you really want to cut time, just have these people present together. Like, 
there was no point of having someone one person come out to announce another person and then they announce the categories. If yeah, you're well, well, for time. The thing is, is they used them opportunities to to bring some sort of connection to a movie that they did nominate. Like, oh look, Kelly Marie, Kelly Marie Tran. Oh look, we can get our you know uh, you know diversity in there. And you know, hey, Star Wars didn't get nominated, but for special effects. So there you go. <laughs> Uh, what is very interesting is a lot of people made this uh, comment on social media is that she got more like recognition and more player. She, she got more screen time on dur- the Oscars yeah, than she did in the movie. Than she did during the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of it was kind of hilarious and both sad at the same time. Yeah, because she, I think, I mean, we mentioned it when we talked about the movie. It, you know, she deserved much more uh, screen time than she got. Yeah. But I just thought it, it was kind of a messy show, much messier than last year. And last year didn't have a host either. It seems like they overcompensated with try with. You know, you know what they need to do year. with the music, which you know I get. I know it. what so, you want. I know what you're gonna say. Well, I mean, I would say cut them, but no. Yeah. Uh, but you know, but if you if they're not gonna cut them, they should try to do almost like a medley of the all the music, all the songs. Cut them down and make a medley where you can have a performance that tributes to all the songs of that year instead of doing five separate performances throughout the night well i mean the problem with doing that is you've got to bring everybody on stage at the same time and they're all different songs sure you know i get whatever. it you can you you create a you create a medley and you yeah. like they did with the music in general when I they did the scores with yeah. the scores they did this I, I which i was one of my favorite presenting things of the night was when they did the scores and they switched with the orchestra between each score do the same thing with the songs do a switcheroo do a medley you know make it a show and that's it we're done with them like i don't need to have every song played out all the way through throughout the night and then in the middle of it fucking eminem shows up that was crazy what the fuck i walked away (laughs) and then i came back and they they and uh because um they did like a like a montage of like songs and movies or yeah. stuff like that and they really didn't go back from like past like 1975 or something but anywho <laughs> they they um like all the songs that have been nominated like you said it was like a montage yeah and then oh like and then I walked away because I'm like oh whatever and then to go to the bathroom and I came back and all of a sudden uh, there was a wide shot of the stage and the lights are blinking and the music from uh, don't lose yourself like that opening bass beat or whatever yeah. was in I'm like, I'm like and I said and I was like man if Eminem comes out that'd be kind of cool and I'm like wait a minute this is happening <laughs> wait a second it is Eminem <laughs> and wait a minute this is actually happening and there was no reason for yeah. it none whatsoever now I, mean, I know I know there's this... the whole thing of he didn't come out for when he won the Oscar like he wasn't there to to take to accept the Oscar years ago. Yeah, but that was like 18 years ago or so, or something like that. Yeah, but and still, like, I, I get it. But it's like, who cares? Like, I don't, I don't but, but it was so abrupt and a jarring that that when they were cutting back to the audience, the audience didn't even know how to react. It was really awkward. Some of the whoever was producing that show. And who was because they're the ones who like dictate. Okay, now you know, cut the camera this, cut the camera yeah. that. You know, or, you know, they're the ones you know wheeling and dealing back there. They were cutting to people who weren't like reacting. They were just like staring into space. And it's like uh, and when you want to do those audience shots. You want to make like it wants to be like a like an effective shot. And they just weren't. You know, there the, was the shot of uh, Scorsese will like look like he was sleeping or something like that. Well, that became a, an instant meme. Yeah, on the well, internet. Al- well, also the Billie Eilish one, which she's like, yeah, where she was like looking off, like, "What's going what on? What the hell?" 
Um, I, but, mean, I hope but, she knows who Eminem is. I mean, well, I, I think she, she does. I, 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 from what I understand, she doesn't have a, an affinity for the rap genre. So, okay. uh, but um, well, I mean, that song's been so much part of pop culture for like twenty years or so that yeah. you almost can't unavoid it. Like, pretty sure they played at every. I don't know, sporting event. Everywhere. Yeah, it's kind of one of them anthems. It, yeah. In high school, I went to high school uh, 2002 to 2006, and they played that song at every single pep rally <laughs> for every single football game. And it was, it, it was just became an, like repetitively annoying after a while. Yeah. Because I understand what the what the point of the song is, but damn, there are, there are other songs out there you could use to get people pumped up. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. that was kind of weird. But like I like we said, Parasite winning was was huge and just gigantic for. Um, what, what did you think about the some of the speeches? Uh, I I I liked I like certain one. I like the uh, the one from the 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 woman that won for best score. Um, oh yeah, hers was very good. Um, the the worst one of the night. Look, I mean, like, well, Joaquin Phoenix. He his was fine, but you you knew you knew that his was going to be. I knew wild, since wild. everyone he's done so far has all been political and crazy. Right, I expected it. The worst of the night was Renee Zellweger. Yeah, it kind of went it on literally for way too long. I, I I kept thinking it was going to end, and then she just kept saying stuff. I think she was drunk. I, I don't know what drunk. it was. She, she would not. Medicated. She kept saying stuff, and I was like, "Stop talking." I mean, she, she could have been nervous, which was kind of weird to me because she's already won. She's once. been there before. I mean, yeah. literally been there before. Um, I don't know. I mean, could have. I, I couldn't say, but it was. It went on a little bit too long, and I'm surprised they didn't play her off. Yeah, but and they played they play fucking off the parasite off within five seconds. Oh, they what, did, and then they had to. Ch- and, and then, then like, the then the front row was like, "No, nah, fuck it," you know. Yeah, like, well, how thank do you, you. How do you? Yeah, they turned off the lights. Yeah. How do you turn off the lights on the best on picture the best winner of the picture night? winner? Who's producing that show? Oh my goodness! And then, and then, look, honestly, even the shots of like whenever each winner got on stage, the way it's like they were doing this like close up upward angle that was weird. Yeah, it was. It's the Citizen Kane show. Yeah, it was kind of a weird shot. Typically, you get the stage and you get kind of this like up top, kind of like down, looking down at the stage at the yeah, end. Yeah, you, you, you get, get more of a profile, shot. a wider yeah, shot. The, yeah, it's a wide shot of them walking to the podium. They get the they get the um. They get the trophy, and then it pretty much cuts to like a medium, a medium shot. But it, but it was like this kind of like upward close up shot. It was kind of weird. It was kind of I don't know. Yeah, it was it was a mess. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of a mess of a show. But I'll say this: when it came to my overall predictions, because I posted all like predictions for like oh yours were pretty ca- good. Yeah, yeah, my twenty categories on like on Facebook, and I nailed. I was nailing all of them up until sound. Um, the sound. Yeah, you, you I, had I, them switched around the wrong. Yeah, I switched sound mixing and sound editing. Because those two categories are still confusing to many people, but I switched them. I had like four V Ferrari for one, and you had it for uh, ed- you had it for mixing, for and then you had nineteen seventeen for editing. When it ended up being the other way around, the other way around, yeah. and then and then I think so. I missed on some other ones, but I was nailing like production design, yeah. which was uh, once upon a time we talked about yeah. costuming and all that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, and we talked about it last time. A, a lot of this year's awards uh, were very predictable. Very much telegraphed to us when it came to all the big awards. Um, the Jojo Rabbit one ended up happening, yeah. which I think if you were in the film award, like, aficionado circle like a month ago or two months ago, you wouldn't have thought that that would have won Best Original Screenplay. Or was it Best Adapted? It was no. be- Best Adapted. Yeah. Best Adapted, yeah. yeah. It won Best Adapted. Because um, that was, like, something that was 
you know, just recently becoming a trend. Um, but I think it was really great is the after award show uh, where you got to see all the uh, video and like pictures from the after parties. Uh, those are always interesting. Um, it, what was really a really fantastic picture that's going around is Bong Joon-ho going to the after party and uh, the director for uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire, Celine Siama, giving him like a big hug and she's yeah. holding the, uh, the Best International Oscar Award. And it just looks like there's such a, a a bond through cinema with a lot of people who are, you know, making films and whatnot. And you kind of see how strong that cinema kind of bring, can bring people together. Yeah. And there's a great quote that goes with it. And I should have pulled it up. But I can't remember. But basically, like, Bong Joon-ho told her that, like, you should be the one holding this award. Uh, you know, the, the Best International Film Award. Uh, even though, like we said you know, her film wasn't even submitted because France went with a different submission. Yeah. Um, but I just I just love like that that movie's starting to get a lot of traction now. Portrait of a Lady Well, it's coming out in a wider release. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. it's supposed to come out, like, last weekend yeah. in a wider release. And I don't even think it still came to a lot of cinemas. No. But if, if you can, track that movie track down, down at some point. It's great. Because it's amazing. I'm hoping it gets a Blu-ray, Blu-ray release I mean, within the next couple of months, that'd be kind of nice. It'll be a year from now, like Columbus. I know. Take <laughs> I don't even know who. I don't even know who has the rights to it, but somebody's got to snag. Oh no, no, up. no, no! It's coming out on Criterion. Oh yes, yeah, yes. That's another new story. Yeah, we, we should. We should do, let's just say quick, it real quick. Real quick. quick. Uh, the movies that are coming out that Criterion has got their hands on: modern movie, The Irishman, Portrait. These of are Lady these on are Fire. most a lot of Netflix movies. Um, yeah. Marriage Story, Atlantics, yeah. I think also got got picked up. Um, and the American and Factory. American Factory, which is kind of it's a documentary it. that it's, one that one. Yeah, it, you know I, that one's the that was another one that I didn't get right, but it was um, it, it's it, it's kind of surprised that one kind of surprised me the most to be honest with you. The other one's not really, um, but it's kind of nice uh, that, that me- Memories of a Murder. Oh yeah, from Bong Joon Ho, and then um, of course the Parasites getting a Criterion release. Yes, that's going. And then, and and then I've heard Portrait of, Portrait of a Lady on Fire is going to get a release too. Yeah, and I can't wait for that. Uh, apparently, Netflix and Criterion have a nice, nice thing going. Now. Yeah, and, and Other they, Side of the Roma Wind apparently is being worked on. What's that? Other Side of the Wind is apparently oh, being worked yes. on. Yeah, the yeah. Orson Welles film from a few years ago that they finally were able to cobble together to finish. Um, yeah, but uh, those movies are all coming from Criterion. That's going to be interesting to see when that comes out. Like, are we going to get a Parasite Blu-ray by the end of the year, or are we talking next year? Portrait of a Lady on Fire, that's another thing, because I know that Criterion just announced uh, new release titles recently, so we know that it's not coming within the next couple of months. Probably not, no. uh, So we're going to have to wait a little while, but I, it's worth worth waiting for. Oh, yes. Because I, those movies are really, really good. Um, but I guess we'll transition into our main topic. Yes, right? and, but, and before we good. do that, before we oh, do that, okay. I want to say, you know, usually I say this at the end, but just so for people that are already listening, please, if, if, if you follow us on podcasts like Apple Podcasts, please go over there and rate us. Give us a review. You know, we'd, I'd like to, we'd like to hear from you guys. Also, if you're on Podbean, you go over there and go on Podbean and, and give us a rating. Um, but yeah. With further ado, um, without further ado, our main topic is we're just going to kind of go through each week of the coming year and 
kind of you know give our impressions of the the new movies coming out this year um we're gonna do our best we don't know all these movies some of these release dates might be wonky they might not even be the right release dates but we're going off of a website so we're gonna try our best to talk about some some of the stuff that's gonna excite us for the the coming year so we're gonna start with uh this week uh we don't need to talk about anything before us you guys know what came out yeah we all know what come out basically we're only a month and a half into the new year and so we'll start with February 21st, which is not, I wouldn't say, a, an exciting release uh, this <laughs> week. We have a movie called Brahms, The Boy 2, and we have The Call of the Wild. Now, The Call of the Wild is um, is based, is a book adaptation. And and they've done it multiple times. It's, they've done it multiple times. Isn't it Jack London? Yeah, Jack London story. Jack yeah. London, Call of the Wild. This stars Harrison Ford. And a CGI... And a CGI dog. <laughs> a CGI dog. And, man, when you see the trailers for this, that dog looks CGI. It looks bad, yeah. <laughs> that dog looks very CGI, and it's it, it looks a little problematic. And then I, I just saw, like, a screenshot of, like, the person in mocap suit as the dog, and I'm just like, is this real? <laughs> is this real? Uh, Harrison Ford have to walk, uh, do this, I guess so. I don't, I don't know why he would do this movie... Uh, doesn't seem money? like a Harrison Ford money? thing. <laughs> it's t- and Brahms, The Boy 2, is a sequel to The Boy, which was a horror movie that came out a couple of years ago. Uh, this movie stars Katie Holmes. That's kind of really it. I mean, if yeah, you like, that, kind you of like January, February horror, there's a reason why these movies get stuck this time of year because they're not particularly great. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's, that's that. that. There are a couple of... Limited. limited releases, but I'm not sure about any of these. Well, Emma, Steven. Emma's got Anya Taylor Joy. I've uh, oh, seen previews yes. for this. Um, it looks kind of interesting. It's a, based off a Jane Austen uh, story. Oh, yes, it is. Yeah. It is a Jane Austen yeah. adaptation. Um, yeah, Bill Nighy's in it. Yeah, uh, Mia Goth. It looked um, like it was a pretty fun movie. I, I, I think I'm definitely gonna check oh, it yeah, out. Oh yeah, there's a period. It's uh, I mean, it's a period piece. It's based off of classic literature, <laughs> classic British literature. I'm very curious. Yeah, I'm to curious see how wide it's going to get. Um, okay, so I'm not sure on. about. I'm not sure about. We got Goldie. Not sure about that. Um, the Night Clerk. Night Clerk's got Ty Sheridan in it. Uh, Helen oh. Hunt, John Leguizamo. Um, I don't know. That might be interesting. Might be worth looking into. Oh, Anna Diarmas is in it. Helen Hunt. Um, Interesting, very interesting, but that's a limited release. Yeah, these so are all who, limited releases. Who knows how far this is going to go? Yeah. Um. So I guess the twenty eighth. Twenty eighth, we have the Invisible Man. Ooh. Now, that's one to talk about. That's one to talk about because this is a version of the Invisible Man story that is that is loosely loosely based on the the universal classic horror monster it's taking kind of that same premise and utilizing it again kind of like a uh, hollow man yeah. you know something like that where it's it looks like horror thriller starring um uh elizabeth moss and and the trailer looks really good for it that i've seen yeah you know i think there's been loose there's been loose talk about the fact that this might be a restart, a restart of the Universal Monsters universe, like because you know obviously they tried it with the big budget, the big budget angle, and now this is a Blumhouse movie, um, and it's so it made for a lot smaller budget, and um, 
I, I like – this is the way I wanted them to go when it came to these movies anyway. So hopefully this is – it's probably going to be successful, I'm sure, because it was mm-hmm. only made for mm-hmm. like $5. Um, <laughs> so It does look like – well, technically $7 million, Yes, but, but that's uh, that's almost that's nothing. Million. Yeah. That's, um, that's that's the Blumhouse budget. Is it's like under $10 million basically. Um, I think they spent yeah. $20 million on – uh, glass. I think that that you know that's probably like most of that was the actors. Um, what is interesting is that apparently at one point this movie was called the Untitled Universal Monster Project. Yeah. So you are correct. In, I I, th- in I think that thinking. this is their attempt. They're not saying it yet because they don't want to jinx it. I mean, it, I, yeah. It, I mean, the production companies is Blumhouse Productions, Dark Universe stuff. So this could be what you're saying, but they're not playing it up. No. As it actually being like they did, with, they don't um, need to because when they when they try to make plans, they fuck it up. Yeah, like, don't... with the Mummy with Tom Cruise, where yeah. they were really they were shoving that dark universe right up in your face. Well, they need <laughs> to know, they, right they, they need to do they need to do what Marvel did, you know, which is introduce do give each character their own movie and then somehow find a way to to very sing like easily like in whatever the fifth movie is or whatever it is down the line, find a way to thread it. Like, don't try to right. force it into every movie. Like, well, don't thread it right away. That's what they well, yeah, tried yeah, to yeah, do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, they really, were, they really like, tried to build out the world. Was, yeah. yeah, that whole movie was setting up the world right away, and became very bloated and and just a mess of a movie for so many different reasons. Well, the thing is, um, is, is, is what's gonna, what is your selling point for these movies? Is the characters, not the like building some superhero world like you have to get people invested in these characters first and right. so they need to make these smaller personal movies to get us invested first and then you can maybe bring it up a notch but like yeah so i'm excited for this movie yeah yeah i did. i i'm i'm very curious about it um oh you know what you know what's coming out that week um because i don't think we'll have time to go through every single release sure but the jesus rolls is getting a limited release and this is the, I believe this is the quasi spin-off film from The Big Lebowski with the Jesus character portrayed by um, John Turturro. Uh-huh. And I don't know if you've seen the trailer for this. No. But this film has been oh, yeah, 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 yeah. floating I've seen the trailer. around yeah, for yeah. years. Like, I'm pretty sure this movie was done like a while ago and they've just been working on trying to get it released. And it's... It, you know, it has the, the Jesus character, John Turturro. It, it, the trailer looks weird, but I mean, his character is kind of weird. Like he's getting out of prison and all yeah, kinds yeah, of stuff, yeah. but he's still bowling. Um, it's. I'm curious to see what this movie actually is because I've been hearing about it for at least three years. Uh huh. And um, and John Turturro, I believe, directed it as well. Okay. So that's getting a limited. Release. Oh yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna check that out if I can. Um, I know that. See this one movie, Wendy, coming out in limited, um, is a, is like inspired by Peter Pan's story, and it's by oh. the director of Beast of the Southern Wild. Oh yeah, what's it? Oh, what was his name? A uh, Benny something. Um, uh, Benny Zetlin was that? Yeah, his that's name? it, Benny Zetlin. Yep. And that's I mean, it's taken him a while to um, get another movie out. Well, he's. I think he's definitely working on a very indie indie budget. You know, he's probably been fighting to try to get get backers, get it get it sold. Yeah, it was Ben, but, uh, ben Zetlin, and yeah, he hasn't done a movie since two thousand and twelve. That's it's been eight years. Yeah, damn, that's a long time. 
in between movies. That, you know, I mean, it, you know, some directors are like that, man. They take their time. They need to find inspiration, you know, and... I just meant, like, because he was... He was so hot. Like that movie was such a hot thing yeah. when it came out. The, I mean, the girl was nominated. Him up. Wouldn't she nominate? Yeah, yeah. Wallace. Yeah. I mean, it's a good movie. Uh, it's wasn't it? Yeah, it was nominated for four Oscars. I mean, it yeah. was a, a critically buzzed movie at the time. It was nominated for uh, best picture of the year. Yeah. When it came out, I yeah. mean, and adapted screenplay and directing. Yeah. I'm just curious that he like like um he didn't get snagged up and then like all of a sudden he's making. You know, somebody's making him make movies, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm curious to see that film as well. So, March we're going to move 6th. on to um, March 6th. Yes, yeah. you're right. And here we have Pixar's Onward, this uh, looks, which is the, yeah. Pixar's newest film. It looks looks pretty pretty good. I, I'm, I'm always interested in Pixar. Um, this looks like it's going to make us cry. Um, <laughs> and, and I do like Chris Pratt and, and Tom Holland as the voice duo here um they'll probably have some good chemistry um yeah that one that one that one, what do you, what do you think about that one i'm i'm curious to see it too cuz we've been hearing about it for at least a year yeah. maybe uh, you know maybe a little less than a year since i don't know since like d23 or we've been hearing about it since comic con and stuff like that um i've been seeing trailers for it for like last couple of months so i'm in waiting to see it i'm curious i'm why did they call it pixar's onward and not just call it onward i, I don't like, know why, why did they have do to you do really it? need I, to I, advertise that it's a pixar movie yeah it's like people <laughs> kind of, you just put the pixar logo on it people will go see it i mean by this point yeah um but yeah but the the next movie is the way back which is the ben affleck uh, <laughs> which ben is the Affleck's prequel to film. the way way back <laughs> no i'm just kidding <laughs> nice joke <laughs> and the way back which is uh it's kind of like hoosiers meets like like uh some like uh, redu- it's, uh it's alcohol a, redemption story i was gonna say it's like hoosiers yeah. but if the the dennis hopper character was the yeah. main coach <laughs> yeah and he was like making like a comeback uh like a life comeback as well yeah. it seemed like one of those those inspirational, you know, well, I, films. You know, with... you don't get you don't get a lot of sports movies. We don't get a lot of sports movies, and uh, every once in a while, when we get one, I, I'm always interested. I like I like Ben Affleck. I think he has more range than he gives himself sometimes. Because I mean, oh, he... as an as an actor, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I think he's a I think he's a good. I'm, I honestly think he's a good actor. I think he can be. I I, I don't think he always gives everything he can uh especially when he's directed himself um like, well i think i mean argo he's great in argo um i, I think he's okay in films. argo i i i think his yeah. best role I, I think his best role i mean the accountant i think he's interesting i think That's very a, very nuanced under, in that. i think underrated but yeah he didn't direct that so. well this is the same director though as well yeah as it the is accountant. it is um What's his What's his name? Uh, uh, Gareth O'Connor. Yes, that's it. That's it. Let me make sure. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, but I. I mean, Gavin O'Connor. Gavin O'Connor. I was close. Like Gavin O'Connor, who's a good director. Gavin O'Connor. Yeah, Warrior is one director. of my favorites. Warrior is yeah. Warrior is so underrated. Um, um, the accountant as a. The yeah. accountant is underrated. Um, I was gonna say Jane got a gun, but that that movie has a lot of production problems. I don't think I've seen that one yet. Uh, that's the one with Natalie Portman. Um, yeah, yeah, it was that one that had that all the Natalie production Portman troubles. Movie. 
that's the movie that was supposed to be directed by Lynn Ramsey. Yeah, and then like yeah. right before production started, Lynn well, Ramsey ch- left the project. And they changed actors a bunch of times too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That movie like languished. Ended up being with Natalie Portman in it. Yeah, I think well, I think she was trying to get that movie off the ground and it just didn't like I said, production problems. So I don't know how much Kevin O'Connor was involved with actually ended up making it. Yeah. Um, but I'm curious about the way back. I mean, uh, being from living from an hour south of Boston my whole life, the people who always end up making it big here are are also always end up being like local like legends heroes. You know what I'm you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Mark Wahlberg, you know, the Afflecks, Matt Damon, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera, whatever. And so like there's always a penchant for wanting to root for people that are from around here. And I get maybe that happens geographically everywhere. But I've always liked Ben Affleck. I mean, Grant, there's a lot of stuff in his career that's not very good. I mean, G Lee is a career killer for most people. <laughs> Reindeer really games. Uh, yeah. yeah. A lot of his, I think there's a lot of that early stuff in the 90s that maybe not great. I almost kind of forgive because, like, he's got to, he's a working actor. He's got to, uh, sure. you know, get the, take the offers that he's given to, to work. But when he became, when he became super popular, I think is when, like you said, things became. Not lazy, but like not as interesting to him. A lot of his earlier work, I like a lot. Like, um, you know, the role he has in, um, in, um, uh, you know, the movie with Matt Damon, um, Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, I think is fantastic. When he comes to Boston, is and he, get, he <laughs> readapts the accent. For some reason, his acting goes up like ten times. <laughs> yeah, he didn't have to think about his voice anymore. Oh, also, I know this is super controversial, or not controversial, but maybe a hot take. I absolutely loved him as Bruce Wayne slash Batman, but that's that's a story for a different time. I think he had. I, I don't think he was given a lot, but he was. He didn't do much because we only seen him. In two movies. Two movies, and they were, weren't I, movies I, I, about I loved, Batman, necessarily. I, I mean, I don't want to go down a huge rant, because I'll go, not a, hu- a huge tirade, but, like, I liked his version of Bruce Wayne slash Batman. I found it infinitely more interesting than a lot of the other Bruce Wayne slash Batman we get, who are who we have to go through the obligatory origin stories again and all that stuff. This was, like, a fully formed, messed up Bruce Wayne who had, like, 20 years of experience of, like, fighting crime in Gotham and being messed up because of it. I like I like that version. But that's a that's a different story. Yeah, yeah. But let's let's move on. Let's move on. Well, we got the we, we got the Banker, which is a movie that was supposed to already have come out um, by Apple TV. Um, oh. it has um, Sam Jackson and Nicholas Holt and Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie and yeah, it got pulled for some reason. Um, and then now it's supposed to be coming out. Yeah, it was supposed to come out in December. And it got pushed, and um, oh yeah, it was supposed to come out December sixth. Yeah, wow, interesting. So well, we got, uh, I guess there, there was, was a trailer for it. Yeah, so there is a trailer. Um, and you know, I mean, I mean, it's a good cast. Uh, I don't know much. I mean, the director is uh, George Nolfi, who did the Adjustment Bureau and Birth of a Dragon. Adjustment Bureau, underrated movie. Yeah, I like Adjustment Bureau. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah. Uh, so there is so. Uh, I don't really know much of the, about these other ones. No, yeah. neither do I. So I guess we'll just let's move on to thirteenth. March thirteenth, we have Bloodshot, starring the one and only Vin Diesel. Uh, I I'm gonna go ahead and tell book. you I don't give a shit about this movie. <laughs> uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, Stephen, that I'm very curious about this movie uh, for other reasons other than the movie itself. Like, can Vin Diesel? be successful in anything other than the Fast and Furious movies because he's tried 
And with mixed results, I mean, Triple X wasn't exactly his franchise, not really a franchise in general. Um, uh, the Riddick franchise, you know, with three movies, is has its ups and downs. Um, but I kind of like them those movies. I think Pitch Black, the first movie, is super underrated as like a like a relatively low budget sci fi. Um, but I'm curious because I I I I know a little bit about this property. It's a comic book property um, from Image. Uh, is it not Image Comics? It's from um, I think it's very va- not variant. I'll look it up. But um, I've seen the trailer, and I'm this is gonna be very CGI dependent. And I'm hoping they have the budget to pull off a lot of these effects. And I'm hoping the story is 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 it, interesting enough to grab it's, people. It's Valiant comments. Valiant. I almost said Variant, but that's not. That's, well, that's, a, a, that's a YouTube comics. channel. <laughs> has, yeah, well, Variant is also like in comic book world. Variant is uh, like Variant covers for different uh, issues of comics. Like it's a different, it's like an alternate cover of yeah. what the regular cover is. It's the comic book thing. But I would just. But back to Bloodshot, it's it's a, it's it's not part of the, you know, it's not a Marvel, it's not a DC, you know, it's not even an. It, image it has the potential to start a new universe. Yeah, it does. Who knows if it's going to be successful or not? I mean, it's kind of March release isn't exactly a small release date anymore. No. I mean, February and and March are slowly getting larger and larger over the last few years. I mean, it's lucky that it, it's not going up against, um, any of the comic book uh, from any of the other studios you know it's not one of those years where they where marvel drops a movie in like february or something like that yeah it's um, a little slim pickings but i can tell you it's not the movie because this is my birthday week oh and uh it's bloodshot's not gonna be what i'm seeing um will I, you be seeing the next movie yes I, I was gonna hunt. say I'm, I'm gonna be seeing the hunt um, okay. This is now, this, this is yeah go on. this is the they movie want, that had controversial another controversial movie they got this movie got uh, put on the shelf uh, because of political stuff. Um, this is a movie by filmmaker Craig Zobel, who did Z for Z- uh, Zachariah, which was a small... Ooh, underrated. Yeah, a small movie that had uh, with Chutel Ejiofor, um, what's her name, uh, Margot Robbie, and a third person that's of relevance. I can't remember who it is. Yeah, it's not... It's not was it-, uh, it was Chris Pine. Chris Pine, was yeah, it? Was it yeah, Chris yeah, Pine? yeah. It, it, it's a decent little little indie, um, but this is it's got a bunch of people in this movie, notably uh, Hilary Swank, um, Emma Roberts, Justin Hartley. Uh, I mean, this is it's basically a you could say a, a remake of Battle Royale, or you know. Or, uh, most dangerous most specific, game. Yeah, most dangerous game. I was gonna say that. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, the reason. I mean. I guess the reason why it was controversial was because it was a bunch of rich people killing poor people. Was the, yeah. This basically the, uh, the the movie. I mean, now they're leaning into it. Um. And I don't know why it was controversial in the first place. I don't because, either because I've. I, I mean, they've it, made these movies before. Yeah. Not, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> not only that, but it's it's no big secret that money equals power within our society and movies have always been kind of a you know i'm oftentimes have been a mirror version of our society or been like you know taking stuff from directly from our society and made movies about it we've seen all kind of political movies whether it be like end of day and like you know um you know environmental movies well shit documentaries by themselves documentaries yeah i mean 
I mean, what's the name? John Frankenheimer, Manchurian Candidate. That's a political movie. You know, Seven Days in May, political movie. I mean, like, like they've been making these movies for decades. I don't know yeah. why this one was so controversial to begin with. I mean, it, you know, they made the most dangerous game, you know, decades ago. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but but I'm I'm glad that it's finally getting released. Um, and I do want to check it out myself. Uh, yeah, you're, yeah, it's a good, it's an interesting cast. Wow, a lot of people in this movie that are people going to be very aware of. But yeah, it's the movie I'm going to be seeing that week. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't. I mean, I, I don't know what the Informer is. It's got some some notable people in it. It's got yeah, the, Joel the Kinnaman. Has Joel Kinnaman, who I think is an underrated actor who like needs some type of breakout. He is role. the Jai Courtney right now. <laughs> I, I, he is, and and I think he's a better actor than than Jai Courtney, to be honest with you. Um, and. I'm curious to see how his career is going to go, but he, he's kind of switching back and forth between TV and movies. Um, who else is in this movie? Anna Diarmas is also in this film. Rosamund Pike, Clive Owen, Common. I mean, damn. I'll yeah. tell you, Anna Diarmas starting to really starting to be in a lot of movies. But uh, then, then you know, we have My Spy, which Dave Batista. He's do, he's doing the rock route now. Yeah, he's where he's doing he's doing like. <laughs> Like, like lighter movies, and he's trying to like I guess like uh, show. Oh, he's just he trying can, to show his range, more. you know. He's trying, trying to, to show his range that he can do like comedies, he can do action, he can do sci-fi, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So I, I, I get I, it. I'm sure it's I not going to be good though. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not really. Interested I, I got in a it. source telling that's seen it already that says that it's not that great. But you know. Uh, but okay. you know. Anything I, else from that weekend that you're that you're looking uh, at? I, I'm not seeing anything that uh, that I know much about. So not I mean, really, Lost not, Girls, I think, is a Netflix movie. It's got um, Amy Ryan in it, which Amy I like. Ryan, it, I like Amy Ryan, but I, I don't know Gabriel Byrne. It looks like a, yeah, it looks like a Netflix film. Yeah. Well, we can just move on. Move yeah, on. Okay. Next week, March twentieth. Here we go. Now we have the I great st- classic. Next classic. <laughs> Romantic uh, movie. I still believe, Steve. Uh, you know I, what? I still believe. I still believe in love. I don't know. I'm looking at this poster right now. It's got a two young, attractive people staring longingly at one another. One's was that one holding a uh, guitar? It's 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 re- It's the it's what's his name from uh, from uh, what's the show on uh, CW? Oh my goodness, Riverdale. Riverdale. It's Riverdale kid. Oh my goodness, it is him. Yeah. I think I've actually seen a trailer for this. Yeah. Yeah, Britt uh, Brit Robertson's in it. KJ Apa is the guy you're talking about. Oh, uh, and look, the RJ. director the director is a nut. We have no, we have more brothers. The Irwin brothers. Okay. I've never heard of them, but we have never more brothers. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, Gary, Gary Sinise it's a, it's a, is in it's, this movie. It's, it looks like, a, oh, man. Uh, the Shania Twain movie. is in this movie. Uh, the true life story of Christian music star Jeremy <laughs> Camp and his journey of love and loss that looks to prove there is always hope. Oh, Stephen, I couldn't uh, tell you how uninterested I am in this movie. <laughs> uh, this is on the same level as Bloodshot for me. <laughs> this is my Bloodshot, Stephen. Yeah, okay, well, uh, well, well let's, let's get move on to on. something else. Let's yeah. move on, yeah. Uh, A Quiet Place Part 2. Uh, I'm excited for this one. I do want to see this. Yes. Uh, did you see the trailer for this one? Yes, I did. Movie? Yeah. I am very curious because uh, we're, we're, yeah, I liked A Quiet Place. I really yeah. liked it a lot. It was the quietest thought, theater experience I've ever had. Oh, mine was the opposite, though. Oh, people sorry. Kept, people kept talking. 
Yeah. Not the whole damn Mine thing. ended up being good. They they knew the the movie trained you to shut up and it trained my crowd, so that was good. Um but yeah, this one we have um you know, John Krasinski does come back to direct the movie, which is the thing I'm excited about. If we didn't get him back involved, I probably would have not been so excited about this movie. But uh, we have also um, Jarman Hunsu, who's joined he's the in cast. Every, he's in everything. Yeah, he, he's joined the cast. Killian Murphy joins the cast. Um, so that's, you know, I, I'm i interested to see how the uh, Kill- world Killian building in continues in this he's story. He's a fantastic actor. Yeah. Um, everyone should go watch Peaky Blinders. Uh, but we get everyone back from the first film. Well, Emily Blunt, John Krasinski, Millicent Simmons, Noah Jupe. Um, and it, it, it looks like both, uh, from the trailer at least, that we're going to get some type of backstory about the family and the, the first days of this kind of post-apocalyptic world or post-alien invaded world or monster invaded world. But we're also getting a continuation of how the story ended from the first film. So it looks like it's going to be uh, very comprehensive and they're just expanding on this world because the first film is very... Um, What's what I'm looking for? Like limited to just like that family, yeah. their situation at their. At We're gonna their get home. a little wider scope of a little wider scope, yeah. which I'm very curious about to see what that world looks like. Yeah, um, and I'm glad they got everybody back. That they didn't just make like a, a sequel with just John Krasinski producing. Yeah. Um, now I don't know about the other ones, but the last uh, the last one in this month that really is curious to me um, is the truth, which the truth is. Uh, Corietta. Yes, it is. Harakazo Corietta's film. It's obviously limited release, um, but we have a great cast with uh, Juliette Binoche and Ethan Hawke. Um, yeah, the great Catherine Deneuve is in it. Yeah, um, uh, this is this is uh, Corietta's first American film uh, yes. that he's doing. Um, he, he last movie he did was Shoplifters, which came out last year or two years ago. Yeah, two and, years um, ago. was fantastic. And I, I, I love his, the, the films I've seen of his is, are fantastic. And uh, to see him go into American cinema, I, I'm, you know, Ethan Hawke is somebody I, I think is vastly underrated too. And Oh yeah, he's the king of like independent movies now. Yeah, you know, his the, work, his work with Linklater do, and, and, uh, you know. He, he doesn't do mainstream stuff anymore for the most not, part. Not, I mean, he, not, every once in a while he will, you know, he did like, you know, Magnificent Seven, and which I think is like his biggest movie he's done in forever. Yeah. Um, Every once in a while he'll do a genre picture, you know. He, he you know, he, but it usually stays pretty low budget. Um, right. But then Juliette Binoche, of course, she's one of the best one, actresses ever. One of my favorites. Yeah. Um, and um, and Corietta, man, he just he knows he knows about how to get to like, you know, the heart of things. I think I I. I I'm I'm excited to see this, but we'll probably have to wait till near the end of the year to see it. Yeah, no, it's I'm coming guessing. out in limited, so um, unless it hits some, like an indie theater, maybe, maybe it will get, come out in the summertime, maybe possibly. Um, but typically, with the movie coming out limited early in the year, means you're probably not. It's going to come out at a festival, and then it might not be seen until the end of the year. Right. Um, but I guess yeah, let's we can, move on to March yeah. 27th, and the big one for that week is Mulan, which. Everybody knows that uh, based off of the episode we did last year about, you know, the films of 2019, that was the year of Disney live adaptation remakes of stuff they've done before. (laughs) And now we've got another one in Mulan, but it looks like they actually tried something different this time and just didn't make shot-for-shot remakes of their previous films with some extra added stuff. 
just to pump up the runtime. This one looks uh, exciting. Like, it looks like a period piece. It looks like some serious production value. Yeah. I mean, they've taken away... It looks like they've taken away some of the Disney stuff from the original, uh, you know, uh, animated film from 1998. But I'm excited to see that because give me something different. If I want to see, you know just Mulan the way it came out you know 22 years ago I'd watch Mulan like I like I can do anytime I want to yeah but they give me something more and it looks really exciting yeah it looks like they're really taking uh, you know this movie lends itself to to kind of a serious story I mean it's got very relevant you know themes for today oh, yeah. so Mulan's it, always been a, a, a feminist centric story yeah so I, I I think that they're approaching this the right way, and I'm I'm actually excited to see this adaptation, this uh, this remake. So am I. Um, so, so I guess we'll just move on to April third. Yeah, yeah. Uh, April third, the first Friday in April. Um, there's a movie called The Lovebirds. This is the one with uh, Camilo Nanjiani uh, oh, and yes. Essa Essa Ray, and um, this is like it, to me it looks like date night, but with higher stakes. <laughs> I mean, it's like. <laughs> Where they where they basically get mistaken for a murder, and you know they're out on a date and they get mistaken for a murder, and then they're kind of going on the run, and yeah, it, it looks like it could be fun. I mean, I I, I do like Camille Nanjiani, um, and I do like Essa Ray. You know, she hasn't been in a lot of stuff yet, but um, but I, yeah, I, I think this could be like a fun, you know, go out with your your significant other kind of movie maybe. You know, a fun date night movie, or maybe stay at home movie, but yeah. Okay, sounds uh, sounds good. And the next, oh, Stephen, <laughs> Jesus, it's happening. It's happening finally. It, they're doing it. They're doing it. Unless things change between <laughs> now and April third, uh, we talked about this movie last year. Yeah, and I think people have been talking about this movie now for a long time. Uh, the New Mutants is finally getting its theatrical release now. Stephen, I. Got I, I should have done a little bit of research on this. This movie was supposed to come out like two years ago. If, if it's something like that, yeah. I mean, I think it w- it had a more concrete release this time last year, and then it got pulled again when the Fox deal was kind of like basically put in stone, and they were like, "Well, we can't release this again." You know? Yeah, this movie's come out. Uh, like, ha- had release dates set for it so many times. Yeah, so many times, and. It just gets keeps getting pushed, and there's all kind of like reshoots. Kind of stuff. And, and I've heard so many things that they've been doing reshoots, maybe not be doing reshoots. I mean, only thing I know is that I'm I'm going to see this movie just to see what we're getting <laughs> because I have no idea what we're getting. Because from from what I heard, that first trailer that we saw, like I don't know, forever ago. Well, it is not even indicative of what the movie actually is, but we've got a new trailer now, which I guess really sells the movie as what it actually is. So, I I mean, I have no idea how, how this is going to work. Um, but I'm fascinated because, like, with reshoots with a young cast, are the these, guys, age, are these yeah. people going to look age differently? Because Daisy, uh, not Daisy, I almost said Daisy Ridley, but Macy Williams, who yeah. was on Game of Thrones... You know, they shot this years ago. So is she going, like, how, she's aged, of course, because, you know, teenagers and young people age all the time. And, I mean, how different is she going to look? How different are the other kids going to look? Anya Taylor-Joy doesn't look the same now as she did, you know, when they started making this years ago. Um, so who knows? Who really knows? But honestly, this movie, does, I don't think has any 
consequence at all when it comes to the X-Men universe or anything like that. Now, they're just, uh, they're just trying to see if they can make a buck off of it. They got to. I mean, I mean they, point, they paid for it, so. <laughs> they, yeah, they, they have no choice. They they put probably sunken so much money to it. I mean, it is, and now that Disney's Disney's on board, they probably want to make, like I said, make money off of it. Yep. So the Mini Movies is fine around. And then, of course, you know, Steven, your most anticipated movie. Oh, this is it right here. Out. This is I don't need to see any more movies after uh, this movie. P- <laughs> Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway, is is in theaters. Here we go. Uh, I, I didn't see the first one, Steven. I, I did. I did. It was a waste of time. <laughs> and it, this is the uh, it's not an animated movie a cgi it's, yeah I, it's I, the mixture and i don't i don't we don't need to talk the, anymore we're wasting so much time, we're time. About we're moving on we're moving on moving no, on to the a, next week yes april 10th april 10th this is a big release big big release a, a kind of a surprising release for this franchise and that is no time to die the newest james bond film starring daniel craig and i'm surprised this movie's still sticking to this date because didn't Daniel Craig have like an accident while making the movie, and they had to push, yeah, pro- they yeah, had to yeah, like yeah. delay production on this? I don't like when I hear things like that because that means this movie could have been rushed in post. Um, but I've seen the trailer for it several times. They just released the 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 new the new Bond song for it, done by Billie Eilish, which is a, a rather different Bond song than I think we've ever heard before. Um, I don't know if you got a chance to listen to it, Stephen. Yeah, I listened to some of it. I, I, I it's it's fine. a little slow. It, it's a little slow, and I'm curious how how mellow is the tone of the movie going to be based yeah, off of the I don't song. Know. The beginning know. of the I'll movie must it. be very somber for very the somber. song to be this way. That song. Um, I think that they just got her because she's so popular. That's the only reason. But I'm like, she's only been popular like the last year or so. Yeah, but I she's mean, still I mean, like she's the been big thing. It's just years. like when they did Adele, she's like the biggest thing at yeah, the time. And Adele was already gigantic yeah. by the time. Like, that that like seemed like albums. a fat joke. I don't like that. I know. No, like, I'm, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> yeah, of course not. But I'm just saying she was already like she already was like multi platinum Grammy yeah. Award winning by the time that she signed on. Uh, Billie Eilish has only been really popular and well known within the last year or so. Yeah, but they play her but, goddamn music all the time. So I, you know, I, things I I don't. I'm so un untapped into modern young people music that I'm I'm definitely feeling my age now <laughs> that I just and I don't even care to to, to keep up with it because it's not I'm not really interested yeah. in it um, but No Time to Die is a cool title the trailer looks awesome it's gotta be better than Spectre for me I, I, I have a feeling Kerry Fukunaga is not gonna let us down I think it's gonna be a good a good, a good last director. movie um, yeah. the only other movie in this month that I was I, I think it's worth talking about for a second is Cutthroat City. Um, this is uh, from RZA is directing this movie, oh. and the cast is pretty interesting. Um, you got Wesley Snipes and Ethan Hawker in this movie. Terrence Howard. Mm-hmm. Um, you also have uh, I th- some younger actors that I recognize, but I don't. You wouldn't really maybe know my name. Um, I think this might be Forrest Whitaker's son, Denzel Whitaker. I think didn't I think I've heard that his son axed it. Look. Um, but it, this is a heist movie, um, and yeah, I mean, I, I need to watch this trailer. I, I didn't know I've never heard of this until I looked it up. But um, it's got a pretty interesting cast. Yeah, I mean, it's and it's it's directed by RZA. <laughs> yeah, RZA. It, it's not the first time RZA has done. 
um, directed a movie. No, he did Man in the Iron Fit with Iron Fists, and um, yes, he, I mean he's he's a cinephile. Yeah, Rizzo yeah, is a cinephile um, from the you know from the Wu Tang Clan, um, and he put, he appears in like every Jim Jarmusch film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's he's friends with Jim Jarmusch. He's friends with Quentin Tarantino. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm. That's interesting. I'm, I'm wondering how big of a release this film's going to get. It's saying limited, so yeah, I don't, I, I don't know, but I'm definitely interested in it. Okay. Um, all right. All right well, let's move on to seventeenth. Um, the Secret Garden. I don't know what the secret. A, I've never heard of this one. Well, have you you never remember the the book? Um, it's a it's a literary adaptation. Yeah, um, I don't the remember secret this Garden. book. The Secret Garden has gotten like several adaptations, I think, over the years. Um, is this the same as Bridge to Terabithia? <laughs> uh, no, it's like Secret Garden is like a classic, you like, you know, like children's literature book. I remember it. I remember it being around, you know, when I was in elementary school. I mean, gotcha. it's been around for for, for a while. But um, who's directing this? No one I really. Mark Munden. No one I really. Yeah, know. I don't I mean, know who that is. There's a young actor, young act- actress in it. Colin Firth is in it. Um, curious. I know probably a lot of fans of the book are going to be interested in it. There is a trailer out there for anyone who's curious about it, but um, I never read the book. So uh, basically, the premise is an orphan girl discovers a magical garden hidden at her strict uncle's estate. It's one of those kind of films that, uh, or books where like children escaping, you know, their issues through fantasy yeah. worlds. I mean, we've seen that a lot. Yeah. Uh, but uh, moving on from that, we have uh, the Trolls World Tour. Yeah, Steven. moving on. <laughs> oh man, I'm just looking at some of the. Well, other stuff Antlers, here. I'm excited about this. Antlers is the Scott Cooper movie, this horror oh, movie man. that's uh, that's that's uh, pr- produced by Guillermo del Toro. Um, it's got Carrie Russell in it. Um, this looks interesting. I, I, this trailer, I love. It looks pretty creepy. I mean, Scott Cooper, if you don't know Scott Cooper, he directed Crazy Heart, Out of the Furnace, um, Black Mass, Hostels, was the last movie he did, the Western with uh, Christian Bale. Um, I, I, th- I think he, he, I love his visual style, and I love how he, I mean, he does these, like, middle America movies, um, like small towns, you know, Western, you know, kind of style. I think this looks pretty cool, so I, I'm in for this one. Okay. Um, other than that, I'm not seeing anything I really am uh, noticing. Yeah, I was looking at I was looking at Martin Eden, but it's an Italian film. Yeah, I'm not I'm not um, familiar with these other other two movies. A promising young woman is the film with Carrie Mulligan, where it, I believe this is the film where she is, um, like uh like uh like entrapping people. Um, I don't did you see the trailer for this? No, I haven't seen the trailer. Well, let me look. I don't think so. Actually, yeah, you know what? I think I did see this. Yeah, this yeah. looks interesting. Um, let's see. Yeah, she Looking acts with... like she acts like she's gonna be a victim, and then she traps people. Yes, like yeah, she yeah. Pre- like she'll pretend like she's passed out drunk, and then when yeah. men take advantage of her, yeah. she's like, "Oh, guess what?" Um, yeah, it's a, it's a uh, the premise is a young woman traumatized by a tragic event in her past seeks out vengeance against those who cross her path. Um. Yeah, uh, the film has Carrie Mulligan, Bo Burnham, Laverne Cox, Clancy Brown, Allison Brie is in it, Molly Shannon, um, Connie Britton is in it. Um, yeah, I'm, 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 I, I really like Carrie Mulligan as an actress. Oh yeah. And I know maybe some people don't like her, 
or some people don't find her as as talented as as some others. But I really like, I really like her as an actress. I think she's done some really great work. Um, she was in an, an Education, Never Let Me Go, Shame. Uh, even the film Suffragette, I thought was really good. So yes, yeah, so I want to point that film out. But that's that's about it for me on that week. Uh, the twenty um, fourth only has two films released. Antebellum. Uh, this uh, is the one with Janelle Monet. Um, yes, I think this is, if I'm not mistaken, a Jordan Peele pro- produced movie. Um, I'm not seeing anything about it here on this page, but I- I'm pretty sure it is. Um, and it has that kind of same vibe where it's a, kind of like a social thriller. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm. It looks interesting, definitely. Um, I, I'm not aware of it. Um, but yeah, oh, I'm looking at the cast right now. Janelle Monet, Jenna Malone, Jack Houston, Kiersey Clemens, uh, Gabori Sidibe. Um, I'm I'm trying to see if if he produced it, but it doesn't. There's not really much on IMDb. There's not even there. anything on IMDb about it. Okay, at I all might when be it comes wrong, to production companies. But, but um, I'm kind of I'm going kind of going back and forth between IMDb and then the site we're using to. Check the movie, but it looks states. it looks interesting by the trailer. I remember watching the trailer. Um, but um, we got We got to move a little bit quicker. Yeah, uh, let's we're, move quicker. we're into uh, May so now. May, well, I mean, right away, Black Widow. Nothing really needs to be said about. Yeah, about but, you Black know, Widow. it's a Marvel movie. Typically, we check them out. I mean, it's I, a Marvel movie that should, probably should have came out like five years ago. Yeah. Um, for those of you like interested in the Black Widow character, it's, it's Scarlett Johansson. She's starring in it. It looks dope. Be honest, uh, Florence Pugh is in the film. She's her star is skyrocketing right now. Um, who else in the film? Rachel Weisz in the film. Um, David Harbour's in the film, and it takes place in between um, uh, Captain America: Civil War and uh, Infinity War in the overall Marvel timeline. So kind of like that those that gap. So if anyone's interested in that, have at it. That movie they probably they have to start rearing up the uh, can the marketing campaign for it soon. Uh, Dream Horse, not sure what it is. Yeah, May eighth. Um, Gray Brown, uh, Greyhound is a Tom Hanks movie, oh. uh, World War Two movie that he actually wrote. Um, so I mean, it's got him and Elizabeth Shue in it. That's kind of interesting. Oh, you you had me at uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Shue. Shue. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, I mean, that's one to look out for. Uh, one that we've been just aching for. Legally, uh, Legally Blonde, Blonde Three. Blonde 3. Um, I'm I'm actually surprised this this ever came out just because. <laughs> it's been so many years since Legally Blonde 2 came out. Um, it says on the poster on IMDb that it's supposed to come out Valentine's Day 2020. We're already past that, uh, bro. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, think, I don't think it made that <laughs> made that date. I don't think it made it. Um, another one that comes out uh, that day is The Personal History of David Copperfield, which is limited. Yeah. But it yeah, has Dev Patel. Yeah, Dev Patel is De- awesome, man. Dev Patel is, uh, is in the film, and it's a period film with Dev Patel, and I, I, I just heard about it the other day because... Uh, another of the film that he's in, like dropped the trailer, and I'm like, oh, that yeah. looked really awesome. Hopefully, we get to that on here somewhere. Um, the movie run, I have no idea anything about. Yeah, I think we're we can move on to May fifteenth. Yes, um, May fifteenth. Scoob, uh, Scoob <laughs> which is uh, like the it's like an animated origin story of Scooby Doo and the Gang. Oh, Isn't Jesus. that what it is? Yeah, yeah. Oh, basically, man, this, I'm. I mean, it's 2020, and they're still they're, they're still mining they're still the Scooby Doo franchise. Do God damn it. Okay. Uh, Spiral the from the Book of Saul. Okay, this is the secret Weird. not really secret anymore, but secret Saul 
movie <laughs> from the Saw franchise with Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. I would I'm never guess that they would have been in a Saw movie in 2020. Yeah, but I guess that's where we are. Um, it's also it's it, yeah. I always thought it was yeah. It's not directed by Chris Rock, but he looks like the star of it. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I I, I, I jumped off. I jumped ship with this franchise a long time ago. Like I think I jumped ship after like the fifth or sixth movie, and I've never really gone back to yeah. it. But if you're a fan of the franchise, you're definitely interested in this. And so the last one in that month, woman, the woman in the window. This is basically a Hitchcock movie. Um, yes, it, 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 like a rear window, you know, where she's this, uh, she's a woman that has, um, she's agoraphobic, mm-hmm. and uh, she won't go outside, and uh, she has a neighbor that she actually lets in, and she gets to know, and then she looks across and thinks she sees. Uh, this woman's husband kill her, and then it, it becomes this big mystery thing. It's Rear Window, Stephen. Yeah, it's, it's Rear Window. I mean, it, it's Disturbia. It's... With a great cast. I mean, Amy yeah. Adams, Jennifer Jason Leigh, Gary Oldman, yeah. Julianne Moore, Anthony Mackie, Wyatt Russell, uh, Brian Tyree Henry. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it, I think it looks pretty cool. I mean, I, I mean, um, I know it's it's uh, directed by Joe Wright. Oh, Joe I love Wright, Joe. I Wright. Is, Joe, Lur- yeah, I like Joe Wright. A, He's a good director. I mean, Pan isn't a great movie, but he hasn't made great movies all the time. But he's always got an interesting visual flair to him. Right. I think um, he's I think a competent. A to- I think a tone. I think Atonement's his best movie still. No, um, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't disagree with you. Uh, but um, next uh, May twenty second, <laughs> Stephen. I know you've been dying for this. Oh, movie. this is this is dying this is it, it right here, man. Fast and Furious Nine. Stephen, tell me how much you want to see this movie. Look, <laughs> my idea is, is to watch all the Fast and Furious movies. Up until the ninth one, then watch all the Police Academy movies, which is more than nine. And and uh, then why like, would you be doing that? Police Academy beat you. Sorry, <laughs> I don't need to watch anymore. Fast for yeah, yeah. Who cares about this movie? Um, uh, this movie's gonna make a billion dollars, probably, and I don't care. And we're gonna be like, how did that happen? And we're like, and we're, hey, we're gonna just go on with our lives. Yeah, <laughs> it happens. Um, I mean, I have a this franchise is just. Man, uh, there's a certain amount of enjoyment out of how dumb yeah, the movie it, is. It, it it's gotten to the point where it's really um, it it's reached a point of ridiculousness that you 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 just you yeah. just tune in to see what's gonna happen next. I guess I, I just get sick of them, you know, using the same shit over again, P- bringing people back from the dead. Apparently, I just this this. Charlize Theron's got a weird haircut in this movie. I don't. Oh, she had a weird one in the last one. And she now John Cena's his brother that we've never heard of before. Oh, it, it, the. The storyline, the character relationship. He cares so is... much. Vin Diesel cares so much about family. He never told us he had a brother. Oh yeah, because to him, family's <laughs> more than blood. I don't. I, this, this this franchise needs to continue because Vin Diesel needs the money. He needs the, the money. Apparently, this is the only thing that's keeping him financially <sighs> like keeping him, keeping him <laughs> not from not being bored. I guess. Um, I, I guess so. I mean, I don't even. I can't say I love the franchise, but I don't hate it. But I find the film just like mind-numbingly entertaining. You know, my 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 late uncle he had he had this thing like brain candy, where these movies are just like brain candy. They're just they're just sugary non- nonsense. That's kind of what Fast and Furious is. I'd is. call it brain candy. I'd call it like brain cancer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but moving on to something, I guess that makes you more happier. Uh, SpongeBob is getting another movie. Sure. I mean, I I, I didn't see the other one, so I can't. Neither did I. But but you know, I mean, sure, Dude, kids are gonna but love I mean, it. Yeah, SpongeBob is still in the the zeitgeist of people's lives. Yeah, it's one of those uh, the children's things that 
just keeps like transitioning from generation to generation, which I guess is kind of nice to see. Yeah. I mean, I, every time I go on the internet now, I basically see another SpongeBob meme or something. So that's so. Let's move on to uh, May twenty ninth. We're getting Artemis Fowl. It's which finally is coming out. I, book I, adaptation. I, I think it was supposed to come out at the end of last year, and then it got pushed. I remember seeing trailers for it last year. Yeah. And so then, uh, this, yeah, this, this is, is something I think that's been, I want to say, long in development because it's been a a popular book series for a long time. It's being put out by Disney. Yeah. Um, which Disney, I mean, I'm looking at the poster now, it says August 9th. Yeah. That's not the right date. Was it supposed to be August 9th last year? Yeah. yeah. And they pushed it, like, that far? Damn. Yeah. Damn. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, it's a popular book series um, That that's finally getting an adaptation. It's like a, a young adult book series. Yeah. Like teenage stuff. Uh, Josh, we'll Gad, Josh Gad's in this film, Judy Dench. Um... I don't know much about the story. I didn't read these books when I was a yeah, kid. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you anything about it. Yeah. So, but the next film, but the next one, the, I'm interested in the Green Knight. Did you see the trailer di- for this? Yes, I did. <laughs> which is being put out by A24. This is the other Dev Patel film that I was. Like, I'm excited for referencing. This, this looks. Damn, fucking, this looks right up my alley. This looks. This looks like to be this year's lighthouse. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it looks like. Yes. Um, the Green Knight, like I said, starring Dev Patel being distributed by A24, which at this point, I posted a tweet the other day that, actually, when I shared the trailer, that when it comes to A24, I'll watch anything they 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 put their name on at this point. Um, it's a fantasy retelling of the medieval story of Sir uh, uh, Gawain and the Green Knight. And uh, Dev Patel plays Sir Gawain. Uh, Alicia Vikander's in the film. Joel Edgerton is in the film. Um, and this looks like art house medieval craziness. Uh, this is directed by David Lowry. Oh, this who is directed a, a ghost story. Yeah. A ghost story, and he directed Old Man uh, and the, Gun. the Old Man and the Gun, uh, Ain't Them Body Saints, Peach yeah. Dragon. He's a good director. Which, which really doesn't fit into that filmography. No, he's a, he's a little all over the place, but I'll, yes. I'll, I like his filmography. I like. I, I mean, I didn't. I don't love all the movies. I love. I love a ghost story. That's probably my favorite. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, he's a, he's a good director. Yeah, so I very, um, yeah, I can't wait to see that. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, Irresistible. Uh, um, it's is, got Steve um, Carell and it's directed by John Stewart. Yes, the yeah. former Daily Show host. Yeah, uh, the, uh, Topher Grace is in the film. Uh, Chris Cooper's in the film. Natasha Lyonne, Mackenzie Davis. This is, uh, this is an interesting uh, film. Looks like a it's a limited satire? release, so it's I don't yeah. Know. I don't know much about the. I'm assuming it's probably going to be political. It's probably going to be a comedy. <laughs> That's why I said like political satire yeah, or something yeah, like I that. Mean, it's um, small town politics. Yeah, I, like. I mean, I, I, I love Steve Carell, so I'll, I'll, I'll check it out eventually. Yeah, it's a, a Democrat strategist helps a retired veteran run for mayor in a small conservative Midwest town. Hmm, interesting. Okay. All right, moving on now. Moving on to June. Wonder and Woman June, 1984. June 5th, Wonder Woman 1984. I saw the trailer for this before I saw Birds of Prey, and I almost got up and started cheering, but I, I thought <laughs> it would have been a little bit a little bit weird if someone just randomly did that. Um, I'm a big fan of Wonder Woman and DC Comics characters in general, so I've been I've been wanting this since the other Wonder Woman ended. Like, the, like when the screen went to black, I'm like, give me my sequel now. Uh, this movie was pushed back because uh, it was supposed to come out Last December, originally, I think, a little too or November, crowded. a little too crowded, and it just just too crowded, and they just they pushed it like 
six months or so. And I mean, it's some Wonder Woman. These this, this is June is is when the last one came out. So they figured since that one made so much money and success, try to replicate it. I mean, that's kind of sound reasoning. But yeah, I've seen the trailers for this many times. They have to start ramping up, I think, more marketing for it because you know it's a couple months away. But yeah, I'm gonna see it. Yeah, I'll see it. I, I'm not like I'm not like excited for it, but I'll see it. Right. Um, so, but next week is. Candyman, which it's, is produced by Jordan Peele. Yeah, yeah. This this and, is supposed to be like a continuation, uh, not a yeah, not a they, remake. I don't think it's a spiritual no. sequel um, to the original Candyman. Uh, yeah, Tony Todd. Film, Tony Todd is returning. Tony Todd is returning. Uh, the film was directed by Nia Da Costa, who I'm not sure who what else she has directed. Uh, she's directed. Oh, she directed the movie Little Woods, which came out in 2018. A uh, Little Woods is an, um, it's actually a movie I think was something I saw last year. That that movie started Tessa Thompson, and it was in Lily James. It was a small indie film. Um, I really like that film, so I'm okay. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to this. And Candyman is a, I've I, I only orig, I only saw the original Candyman film I think last year for the first time. Yeah, it's it's actually really good. Definitely okay. holds up. Um, yeah, I want to see. I, I, I'm curious when they're going to drop a trailer for this because we've have we've heard nothing about yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I, it's I've heard of it. February. Film, I know it was filming, but I, I haven't heard anything since. So it's probably still getting worked on. But uh, it's a smaller yeah, movie. Gonna, probably they're going to drop something soon. Yeah, but um, um, going into the June 19th, The King of Staten yes. Island is actually Judd Apatow's first movie in a while. Wow. Um, it's it's apparently semi semi autobiographical comedy drama about. Pete Davidson growing up in Staten Island. Um, oh, I heard about this. Yeah. Um, I mean, I you know, look, Judd Apatow makes a certain type of comedy. They're typically about um, some kind of juvenile lead character who has to grow up, um, uh, typically starring Seth Rogen. Uh, <laughs> but in this one, or, uh, yeah, or yeah we got Rod. Pete Davidson uh you got Marissa Tomei, you got Steve Boshemi. Um it's a pretty good cast. I mean, his daughters are in the movie. Um I mean I Oh, this I, is an interesting cast. <laughs> I, I like Judd Apatow uh movies. Um I I'm probably gonna be too long, I'm sure. I'm sure it's gonna be like three hours long because his movies are always like two and a half hours long, way too long for comedy. I agree with you. Um, I mean uh yeah, I'm curious to see because I actually I, I still haven't watched his last one that he did. Um, this is forty. Yeah, just well, that because... wasn't his last one. His last wasn't one his was last one? was the one he did with um, what's her name, the comedian, the one that oh, John the Amy Cena Schumer in it? film. Yeah, Amy Schumer. And, yeah, Amy uh, Schumer. Uh, that was the last one he did. Was it? I pretty I don't know, sure. I, didn't even... I think you are right. Yeah, the one with uh, Bill Hader. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Yeah, Trainwreck. Trainwreck. Yeah, that was the last one he did. Um. And that was okay, um, but yeah, I mean, I I, I remember seeing a, a a quote from him from Judd Apatow. He said, you know, the reason he hadn't really made movies a lot is because he just didn't feel like he had anything else to say. And I guess he's found something new to say. I don't know. I didn't know he had anything to say before <laughs> because his movies are all pretty juvenile. Um, I mean, I I mean, I, the one that stands up the most, I, I the one that I think a lot of people revisit is. Forty-year-old virgin with Steve Carell. Sure, because uh, that, that really launched Steve Carell's career. I mean, I like I mean, that. I, mean, I think Knocked Up is is good. Yeah. Um, I I would love to get in a room with him to pitch him Knocked Up Two, nice. where 
Dick you could, Jason. You could never get Katherine Heigl back. Well, to do no, it, no, but, no. Yeah. This is my idea. It's Jason. Now it's about Jason Segel's character. Oh, who was in that movie that was kind of like a flirt, and he knocks up two women at the same time. Oh, okay. And so knocked up two. Uh, oh, I get it. The you two. get it now? Nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so geez. yeah, I want I want that movie. But I, I you know, I, I do like um, I do have an affinity for funny people. I like that movie um, with uh, Adam Sandler, where he basically yes. plays himself. Yes, he um, does. And Seth Rogen plays kind of like somebody that helps him uh, as he's dealing with an, a, a a rare blood disease illness, apparently that Adam Sandler has in the movie. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's kind of a personal favorite. Once again, way too long for a comedy; it's like two and a half hours long. Right. But um, uh, yeah, right. well, I like Judd Apatow. The, the next the next one is Pixar's Soul, which once again they're putting the they're putting Pixar right in the title, and it kind of bothers me. Yeah, I, but I this don't know movie why I've heard. It. Yeah, I've heard like. Like very good things about, I think this looks interesting too. It kind of yeah. gives me the vibes of uh, Inside Out. Yes, which is good. Um, and it just looks like a different. It's them kind of straying out, doing some more. You know, whenever the, the thing about a Pixar movie is it typically has some good thematic stuff in there. Typically, um, maybe I mean, not all looks, of them, but like it looks like one of their more interesting conceptual films. Yeah. I mean, it's got Jamie uh, Foxx, Tina Fey, yeah, uh, Quest Love, yeah, yeah. Uh, a musician who has lost his passion for music is transported out out of his body and must find his way back with the help of an infant soul learning about herself. Yeah, that's a pretty deep stuff. That's when Pixar's at its best when it's hitting, you know, really human themes, yeah. things that are central to humanity. Like you said, with Inside Out, dealing with emotion and growing up and things like that. That's when they're really at their, their universal best. Yeah. Uh, but moving on there, we're on to um, In the Heights. June 26th, In the Heights, which is a an adaptation of a, um, a musical uh, theater, theatrical... What am I saying here? A musical, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's... Uh, <laughs> what for, yeah, John M. Chu, who's directing this from Crazy Rich Asians. Yes. Um, this is a, one of uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda's, uh, I guess, musicals. This is something he wrote. Um, and yeah, I, I think it looks good. I I, I, I love like a trailer. good musical. It's yeah, got like got the Latin a Latin culture. Oh yeah, um, it delves into the Latinx culture and stuff like that. It's it it looks very vibrant, very energetic. Yeah. Um, the cast looks really 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 good um yeah i could see wow. this being a movie that makes its way into the oscars possibly unless oh probably for definitely the music and probably well, unless and another like musical decides to take the spotlight but we'll talk about that later yeah it's a broadway musical yeah a feature version of the broadway musical in which a bodega owner has mixed feelings about closing his store and retiring to the dominican republic after inheriting his grandmother's fortune yeah like i said john m true um i'm yeah i'm yeah, I'm down for it. it. Yeah, I like I like a good musical. Um, Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick. Now, Stephen, how how big of a fan are you of Top I, Gun? I'm not a huge fan. I mean, it's okay. I'm, it's not my it, favorite. Uh, it's one of those movies where if you grew up in that era and watched it, I think you're a bigger fan than past generations of yeah. it. Because it's good. I dig it. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, but it's okay. not like Tom Cruise's best. I mean, no. It's it's a little a little on the corny side, a uh, little cheesy, but it's, it's got that eighties, you know, corniness to it. You know what I mean? That eighties, that eighties vibe that is only, it's only works in the eighties. The 80s. soundtrack <laughs> is famous. Oh you know? yeah. yeah, Danger Zone, Stephen. Yeah, I would have Danger da- Zone. Danger Zone, yeah. Hmm. Danger um, Zone. 
I'm I'm I I like the idea that they're revisiting it. I'm curious to see what the plot's going to be. I mean, Tom Cruise is a great actor, and and he doesn't really. I mean, he doesn't really revisit a lot of his earlier stuff unless it's Mission Impossible. Yeah. Um, and I heard that this movie was in production, or even or, or thought about being in production or being made for many years before Tony Scott died. Um, they were talking about doing it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, they got Val Kilmer back. They got um. He's got not Miles Teller, Je- Jennifer Connelly, uh, John Hamm, Glenn Powell. Uh, Ed Harris is in this. I mean, this it's a pretty good cast. Um, What's his name is playing like uh, Goose's son. son. Yeah, yeah. A uh, Miles Teller's playing Goose's Miles son. Miles Teller. Yeah. The Miles one that... Teller needs like a not a win right now, but he needs something to get him back on the board. Well, he needs something because uh, I, th- I think I think personally he's disappearing. He's he's, he's, disappearing. Hurt, he's being hurt because I don't think people want to work with him. I've heard he's a little. Yeah, bit I've difficult. heard he's kind of not good to work with. Um, that's what I've heard. But is that you what you're you going to say? That's, yeah, he's difficult. Yeah, yeah, difficult um, to work with. But um, let's go ahead and move on. Um, yep. July third, free right guy. Fourth of July, Weird. free guy. Yeah, which is Ryan Reynolds Ryan in Reynolds. a video game, and he becomes self-aware and then starts doing something his programming doesn't have him do, and then blah blah blah. Kind of a kind of a fun concept. Sure. I'm, the concept looks good on paper. Let's see how it's executed. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of how I see it. I mean, uh, the trailers come out and it, it looks fun, but I don't know. That's a prime, prime release date. Yeah. July 3rd, right before 4th of July weekend or, you know, that is 4th of July weekend. Yeah. It's a Friday. I'm curious. But uh, the next one, Minions, The Rise of Gru, they're still mining that. Uh, they're still that, that, making them movies. The Spigable Me franchise. I mean, I've seen the trailer for this too many times because, they, just because it keeps floating around on every streaming uh, platform, uh, and and uh, I think they play the they play it during like the ads on uh, on YouTube now. So I've seen that. I, I like the franchise. I like the Minions. I'm not overly. I don't in love like with the them. Minions. I, I'm, I'm oh, done you don't them. like them. I don't. I, they're really like they're. They pushing those minions really they're, they're, hard on us. <laughs> Maybe I'm just the cr- curmudgeon old man. I, I don't. I don't. They're annoying. Um, I, I dig. I, I like. They're fun and stuff. But when they did a whole minions movie, yeah, the minions. You don't need a whole mi- movie out of them. I don't it's, know why they why they're calling this minions: The Rise of Gru and not like Despicable Me: The Rise a of prequel, Gru. I guess this is a prequel. I guess. Well, know. I know it's a prequel. I mean, I've seen the trailers. So it, it's a young Gru, like like when he meets when he meets the minions and stuff, and when he's just starting out, like. Like he goes to like to like I don't know like evil person's school or something I don't know. We're talking about uh, this like, way too much. We are talking. Next one, <laughs> Ghostbusters. Af- next one, July tenth, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, Steven, when you encounter ghosts, like we often do, who do you I, call? I I usually call my my, my fiance because I'm scared. You know, I'm no, but no. <laughs> I was gonna, I, I'll uh, call so the you, Ghostbusters. I, 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 yeah, I, I'll if call, you have to call them. A professional, they do. I mean, a professional. They are working out of New York, so they're gonna take a while. Oh uh, yeah, they're gonna, but they'll, they'll get to you eventually, I guess. I guess, I guess they uh, invested in a jet or something. I know, damn. Uh, I ain't afraid of no ghost, Stephen. But uh, this well, is... sh- I get it, I get it. It's yeah, got so Paul Rudd is... in it. Uh, yes, which it does. I, Finn Wolfhard. You know, you got some noticeable people. Uh, you got Bill Murray coming back. Annie Potts coming back. You got Sigourney Weaver, Dan Aykroyd. The whole family's coming back. Yeah, um, Joe Reitman I is mean, Jesus directing the movie. His father famously directed the first two. You mean Jason? Jason Wright. Why did I say Joe Wright? I don't know. 
crazy <laughs> off my game. Been, because we've been doing this for so long, things, <laughs> things are just get delirious together. Jason Reitman, who 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 honestly need he's a great he's a he's a really good director, but I think his last few movies haven't been particularly great. Um, I think. Um, well, this is um, kind of his first main big yeah, mainstream movie. Yeah, he's really yeah. This is the first big movie that I think he's done for the most part. Um, most his, of his movies film, are like, in the indie realm. Yeah, yeah, they're in the indie realm. But he did. Um, I mean, up in the year is probably my favorite from him. Juno. Juno's. I I like Juno. I think more than a lot. I of think Thank do. You for Smoking's underrated. Yeah, I really liked Tully, and I know yeah, that was Tully's a movie that came out a few good. years ago with uh, Charlize Theron. Young I really like Tully. The front runner was okay. Came out the same year, um, but some of his other films that he did, like um, a Young Adult, I liked. Labor Day is okay. Men, Women, and Children I never saw. Men, so, Women, I mean, and Children's probably his least. Men, Women, but, and yeah. Children in Labor Day are the, probably the lower end of right. his stuff. I think. Um, I would say yeah, I, w- I wouldn't disagree with you on that. Yeah. Um, but but this is like you said his biggest thing, and and the big thing about this film is it's it's basically giving people what they've been wanting forever and what the other film done by Paul Feig didn't give them. Yeah, it's Bringing not all forgetting the characters about the back. original films. It's, Ta- yeah. yeah, taking place within the original world, and it's a, it's like a, uh, it's basically a sequel to yeah. to the stuff we already know. Because we, we've talked about this when we talked about Star Wars endlessly and whatnot. People want more of what they already like versus anything new of what yeah. they already know of. You know what I mean? Yeah. That that's part of why the other film failed. They want their nostalgia high. They want it. They want yeah. they want to just inject it into their veins. Yeah. They need it. They need it. Steven. This is basically that, Stranger Things 2.0. Uh, <laughs> that being said, yeah. this film does look like does look interesting. I definitely am I'm in for it. I'm, uh, yeah, I'll be I, seeing. I'm a big yeah. Ghostbusters fan. I've been a Ghostbusters fan my whole life. When I was a little kid, I watched the movies. I watched the animated series, which I have on DVD. I mean, I I, I even watched like the new Ghostbusters, whatever show that they did. Oh yeah, I was I was a Ghostbusters for Halloween. Yeah, I mean, oh I, my yeah, goodness, yeah. I had I had the uh, the uh, the Ghostbuster firehouse. I had the Ecto One toy and all that stuff. Still. Still in the closet somewhere. Um, yeah, I, I love Ghostbusters. Still oh, yeah. do. So I'm definitely going to see this movie. Yes. Definitely. Oh, yes. Like, this, without a doubt. Uh, the next movie, probably not so much, Stephen. Well, um, per- look, Purge 5, I don't know. We don't really know anything about it yet. I mean, yeah, I, they don't even have a, they not even have a title yet. Yeah, we, we don't really know it. So we can't really talk about it. I mean, I, I like the Purge movies for, I mean, they're watchable. Uh, I mean, they've gotten steadily worse. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, but, yeah. But I mean, I, 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 I'll see it. I mean, I. I I I think I've seen them all. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen them all. I, I don't. Did I watch? I, I don't hate any of them. They're all. I mean, they, like I said, they've all. Got, I think the second one's the best one. Yeah. Then, then the first one, and then they've the other two are. Eh, you know. The thing is with Purge Election Year, which was their third film, they kind of ended the whole storyline. So it's of, like, yeah. it's like what now they're just doing like, they like and the they, first and they have Purge a TV was show. The and they have a TV show. Yeah, and they have a TV show too. I don't yeah. know if it got canceled or not, but they have a show. That's true, but um, yeah. On. So if anyone's a fan of the Purge series, that's coming out Purge Five, uh, July tenth. Uh, but July seventeenth is another, I guess. It's just well, a big, TV it's a big show. deal. Uh, I mean, Bob's Burgers. Bob's Steven. Burgers. I mean, I, I don't really watch it that, but Bob's Burgers is a fantastic. I, I've series. seen some of it. I love it's it. pretty funny, but it's I mean... really funny and irreverent comedy. Um, but for those of you who want to see that, it, that's coming out. 
And I'm curious to see what a live, what a, it's not live action, but what a big budget on, like, on-screen version of the show is, because the show is definitely made for television. You know, it's not like it's it's kind of like the Simpsons when the Simpsons yeah, I was gonna movie say, came look out. Look at the Simpsons movie, <laughs> and like and then afterwards, uh, the creators were like, "Yeah, we're never doing that again," <laughs> just because I guess it was just too much, too much work or something like that. But the biggest movie, and Stephen probably one yeah. of my most anticipated movies of the year is is um, Tenet. Tenet from Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan. We have Stephen. Uh, I have no idea what this movie's about. Well, we don't really know anything about the plot, which is good. Um, I mean, you know, Robert Pattinson, John David Washington, uh, Elizabeth Debicki, you know, Kenneth Branagh, Michael Caine, great cast as usual. Uh, uh, Aaron Taylor Joy, uh, John uh, Taylor Joy. I, I, I <laughs> just put two people together. Um, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Um, yeah, and it's another. It looks like a weird time reversal shit going on. Um, I mean, with Christopher Nolan, we're already in. Yeah, so ba- so the synopsis on IMDb says an action epic revolving around international espionage, time travel, and evolution. Possibly about a man trying to prevent World War Three through time travel and rebirth. Holy shit! I can't wait for this movie. Yes, like I wish I could freeze myself in carbonite and then somebody would unfreeze me <laughs> like a couple. It's of only days a before. few months, man. God, I know. So like freeze me on like a couple of days before so I could wake sure, up to see sure. this movie. I actually fr- finally saw this trailer on the big screen before I saw Birds of Prey, and I was like, yeah, I can't wait for this. Uh, I, I, Stephen, you and I both are gigantic Christopher Nolan yes. fans. We've never been shy about that. So I, I can't wait for this movie. Most definitely. Um, July twenty fourth is Jungle Cruise, which is the rocks, the Rock and Emily Blunt. Yes, and it's a ah, uh, what's what movie version of the Disney another, ride? Another, d- yeah, Disney <laughs> turning one of their rides into a movie again. They did it with Pirates of the Caribbean. They did it with to, Tomorrowland. To great success, Tomorrowland. Yeah, with less success. Um, I've I see. I, 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 it's The Rock. It's a I don't summer care. movie. I don't. I don't care about. It. I, I care about like, this other movie that comes out. That I week. D- I dig The Rock. I I like The Rock. I I don't know if I'm gonna go rush out to see this, I'm not but I love Emily Blunt. Like with the passion. This is a so. straight. This is a movie I'll watch when it's on Netflix or something. Okay, but the next or movie, Disney which Plus, is, I guess. <laughs> which is yeah, with the next movie, which is a limited release, and that is the French Dispatch, which is the newest film by Wes Anderson. And for those this of looks you awesome. who know who Wes Anderson is, he's kind of he's kind of big in the indie world. This might um, be one of the greatest casts ever. It's a gigantic cast. Tilda Swinton, like Francis McDormand, Bill Murray, Jeffrey Wright, Adrian Brody, Benicio del Toro, Orrin Wilson, uh, Timothy Chalamet. I mean, Christoph Waltz, and Leah Sadu, Elizabeth Moss. I mean, Jesus. Um, yeah, yeah, Rupert Friend, Adrian, like you said, Adrian Brody. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, well, the trailer for this just dropped recently, and I kind of don't even know what this movie's about. Uh, but it's Wes Anderson, so I'll probably end up seeing it because I've seen all of his other films. Yeah, I, I think I, 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 all I of think his you other know films. you can tell by the trailer. It, it, it visual style is all there. It's the same stuff. But the thing about this movie, it feels like it has a little bit more of a scope to it than a lot of his other movies. Like I well, feel his, like yeah, I feel like there's more like more a bigger cat, like a bigger like a lot more extras and a lot more That's, like a lot more things going on in the movie the, than usual. That both scares me and delights me because 
this looks like Wes Anderson unhinged. Yeah. <laughs> and Wes Anderson can be a very wild director in terms of his style because it's so quirky. Yeah. And if his quirkiness is just too much for people, it puts people off. Like, I know there are a lot of people who do not like Wes Anderson, just can't get into his style, which is which is understandable because his style is very unique, very particular, and there's really n- no one else who has ever done his style quite quite the way he does it. And it just it puts a lot of people off. But this looks like his his style and his ver and his film techniques dialed up to like eleven. Yeah. Like it looks crazy wild. Um, I'm 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 curious. I really want to see this movie. Um, I the only one of his films that I don't have is Isle of Dogs, and I really liked Isle of Dogs. And I'm kind of hoping that that's going to get a Criterion release. It, it will soon. It will. It won't but be I'm, soon. But I hate that I don't it. have it. Like that's the one of his films I don't own. Yeah. That's it's just hurt, me being it's, it's hurt, it's hurting because yeah. you're waiting it's on me. it. It's yeah. getting me. It's getting me. But um, on the thirty first, I don't know what Bob Star and I think it's it's something with it's a comedy. I think with Kristen Wiig. I don't know anything about it. Um, but I do that know what I. Morbius is. Uh yes. Which is talk the... about comic book. It's the comic book movie about the Spider-Man villain, Morbius, yeah. the living vampire, I think. Played by Jared uh, Leto. Played by Jared Leto. Now, this trailer looks ridiculously interesting. Uh, because, one, I don't think a lot of people were expecting much from this movie. And, two, there was a stinger at the end of that trailer that it's like, wait a minute, what? Is this is this really... Is this part of this whole fabric? Uh. Um, yeah, so I, I'm... They're sticking it at the end of July, which I think is an appropriate time. I would have even I would have even put it in August. Yeah. Like I would have even stuck it that far into the into the thing. But the thing is, it's got that Spider-Man attachment to it loosely, so that's gonna get people to go see it the same way people went to see Venom. Yeah, Venom wasn't a great movie, but it made a shit ton of money because it had the connection to Spider-Man. And I know Morbius isn't as big as a of a character as Venom is in terms of popularity and just people knowing who he is, even if they're not fans of Spider-Man. But I think this could get people into theaters. Yeah. It's directed by Daniel Espinoza, um, who who did the movie Child 44, who did the movie Safe House. Um, that's about all that I've, I've seen from him. Um, and he had some connection to... Oh, he directed the movie Life. Remember that movie? Yeah, the one with Jake Gyllenhaal, the... The movie that could have been a Venom prequel. Yes, yes, it could have. Yes, it could have. <laughs> the symbiote coming to Earth. Um, yeah, I mean, he 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 was he was actually in I think talks to do James Bond. Um, or maybe oh. no, I'm thinking of Mackenzie. Uh, oh, okay. I'm thinking of somebody else. But okay. um, yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I I'll probably see it. I don't. I, I'm, yeah. You know yeah, me. I, I don't. I don't get too interested in these movies anymore. Right. We'll but, move um, on. We'll move on. Kicking kick into high gear. Infin- inf- uh, I don't know about Empty Man, but Infinite's Anton Fuqua's next movie. Okay, I'll see it. Um, yeah, it's got uh, <laughs> it's got uh, Mark Wahlberg, uh, Dylan, O'Con- uh, Dylan O'Brien, uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor. You know, it's got yeah, a decent cast. <laughs> um, a man discovers his hallucinations are actually visions from a past life. Um, That's so an interesting concept. Maybe, yeah, maybe. <laughs> It's Mark Wahlberg. He's hit or miss. Yeah, the, yeah. When you stand, I do like I do like Anton Fuqua movies, but I, it's hit or miss, man. I mean, yeah, to be honest, Mark Wahlberg's hit or miss yeah. right now. 
I, 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 if it was anyone else in the lead, it'd be more of a lock for me. But I, I, I really like Antoine Fuqua as a director. Yeah. But moving on to August 14th, we have Escape Room 2 because don't the care. first one was so well-beloved. I, uh, honestly, Stephen, don't, I don't care. Yeah, I, Malignant is James Wan's next movie. Okay, that, that's, that's worth thinking. I do care about. Yeah, um, I'm assuming, okay, I don't know if it's a horror or not. It is horror. Um, I'm not sure much about it. It's not giving me much on it. Yeah, there's no synopsis for this yet. Um, there's just a release date and barely a cast. They're probably <laughs> filming it now. I'm sure it's... Yeah, it's, my, that's my guess. Yeah. Now, I'm guessing this... I'm guessing he's going to go straight from this to doing Aquaman 2. Probably. That would be... Like, this is a kind of a stop... A stop gap between this and Aquaman 2. Just because I know that that movie's definitely going to be happening. But I, I really like James Wan as a director. I think he's immensely talented. He made an Aquaman movie that is so damn entertaining. Yeah. Like, it's crazy what he did with that movie yeah. um so the next movie is nobody which i don't know nobody knows anything about nobody knows anything about um and one and i also the one and only ivan i'm, I'm not here it's got a good cast but i don't really know anything about it it's got sam rockwell um hmm. helen Marin, angelina Jolie, brian cranston danny devito i mean it's got a good cast but i'm not sure too much about it um but august 21st is a much anticipated sequel to a to a franchise that hasn't had a movie in what 30 years uh, or so my friend my uh, a friend robert jones is going to be super excited about this bill and ted face the music uh, yeah here we go uh keanu reeves and um uh, and why can't i remember his name You're talking about the other actor yeah the other actor um ed uh, or, uh, uh, Alex Winter. Yeah, Alex Winter. Yeah, I almost said Edgar Winter, but that was <laughs> not the same person. That's why I delayed for so long. Um, yeah, the, the, well, once again they're back in the role of Bill and Ted, which was really a a early early popular role for Keanu Reeves. A lot of people still see Keanu Reeves as just the character from the, from those movies as just Ted. And I'm like, he's, he's a lot more than that now. I mean, that was like 30 years ago, but yeah. this this cast is fascinating. I mean, uh, Keanu Reeves, Alex Winter. Um, Death is coming back. Yeah, William Sadler as Death is coming back. That's pretty cool. Um, and you've got like Jillian Bell is in the film. Uh, Kristen Schaal is in the film. Samara Weaving. Um, yeah, fascinating film. I'm... I, I'm hoping people go and see this. I'm hoping people revisit those early films. They, you know, they are very much a part of their time. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Late '80s, early '90s. But they're, I, I like the first one a lot more than the second one. If yeah. I'm being honest with you, Stephen. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I'll, I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, but now it's curious because they're like they're middle-aged dads now, and it's like how how do they how do these people dad like how do these two people become? I just parents? hope it doesn't end up being like <laughs> Zoolander too. That's all. I can oh say. no, yeah. that or or. Uh, Dumb and Dumber too. Yeah, there were some That's bad another one. sequels that came way too late. Um, but another movie that comes out that it, there's a movie coming out called Let Him Go, and this is actually Kevin Costner movie um, with Diane Lane, and it's about a retired sheriff and his wife grieving over the death of their son, set out to find their only grandson. Um, so this, I mean, I love Kevin Costner. Uh, I love Diane Lane. Um, this could be a, a decent um, little drama, you know? Uh, yeah, that, I mean... It's I'm, limited, but... You know. I'm curious. 
but let's move on to next week because we're we're going to be here until tomorrow at this point. Yes. Um, August now, this 28th is a very is, important sequel. Oh, it's the most important one I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. This is like this Hit is the Godfather Man, part two. If you two remember of, a couple years ago, the Hitman's bodyguard came out. Yes. So now you're going to get the Hitman's wife's bodyguard. Damn, Steven. What shoot, a genius title. Shoot. Genius. <laughs> my goodness. I can't believe they... they we're how adding, long did it take them to pick out, figure yeah, out that title? We're adding Antonio Banderas to this cast. With our, our, We already have Ryan Reynolds and Sam Jackson coming back. But we get Antonio Banderas, uh, Selma Hayek's coming back. We got Morgan Freeman in this movie. Frank Grillo. Uh, Richard E. Grant's in this movie. Nice. What? I know he liked one of my tweets uh, like a week or two ago. Really, I got really excited. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I you know, I, that I didn't first see the first movie one. Was fun. It was fun. Um, it had it reminded me somewhat of some like '90s action movies. Um, so yeah, I, I'd probably be interested in seeing it. Um, going into September, uh, one of the greatest directors ever, Paul W. S. Anderson. Oh, <laughs> it's oh. got a new movie <laughs> with Mila Djokovic. Oh, who knew his wife? Uh, you don't say, Stephen. Yeah. Now, um, now, now, this is not. Uh, this is not another a, Resident this Evil. This is movie? not another. Uh, uh, what you call it? Resident, Resident Evil. Evil. This is called well, Monster I heard Hunter. I heard they're rebooting that franchise, and I'm like, they just but had the, a new movie. But like this two years is also ago. an adaptation of a video game. Oh, <laughs> it, it's it, it's when Lieutenant. Art, Artemis and her loyal soldiers are transported to a new world. They engage in a desperate battle to, sur- to for survival against enormous enemies with incredible powers. Feature film based on the video game by Capcom. Interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested because um, I mean, talk about a a a genre that doesn't have much success, and that's the video game adaptation subgenre. Um, um. It's an interesting cast. Mila Jovovich, Megan Good, Ron Perlman, Tony Jaws in the film, a T.I.'s in the film. Yeah. Um, the movie was made for $60 million, so I don't know. I, I'm assuming a lot of that's going to... It's going to be a CGI-heavy movie, and I don't know if $60 million, you're going to get a lot of quality CGI out of for for a video game movie yeah. where everything has got to be digita- digital. Um, I'm very curious. I don't know anything about the video game franchise, so I couldn't tell you. Yeah. What the quality is of the game? Um, Unhinged, uh, Russell Crowe. It's a psychological thriller that takes something we've all experienced, road rage, to an unpredictable and terrifying conclusion. Who hasn't? Yeah. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I haven't gotten quite to that point yet. But road so is rage, this going to yes. be like a new version of uh, Falling Down or something? Oh yeah, with yeah. Um, Michael Douglas. Yeah, maybe, maybe a more serious version of that. Um. Move on September 11th. Yeah, and The we Conjuring's have next movie. The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. You know what, Stephen? Every time I do something bad, The Devil Made Me that's Do It. That's what I say. You know what I mean? That's what I say. It's just, that's that's just, just that gets me off every time. Yeah, I mean, it gets me. I tell a cop stops me for speeding. I'm like, look, The Devil Made Me Do It. The Devil Made Me Do It. Yeah. Um, but this is this is actually The Conjuring 3, if you're yeah. really paying attention at home. Um, this film is uh, not directed by James Wan, who had directed the other two. This is directed by Michael Chaves, and this film, you know, brings back Vera Farmiga as Lorraine Warren, Patrick Wilson as Ed Warren, um, and we're, we're back on another case, I assume. Yeah, I, I'm it, a little just plot unknown. I've, I've heard that this doesn't have the plot that I was hoping for, which was that they were going to be investigating something to do with werewolves. Um, oh. And, it, and apparently that's not happening now. 
Um, well, it does say plot unknown, just as third installment of the Conjuring franchise. Yeah, I heard rumors that it, it, there was going to be a, a, something to do with werewolves, and it, it, apparently they scrapped that. So I'm I'm a little upset, but uh, I, I you know I enjoyed the Conjuring movies, uh, the Conjuring movies, not all the other ones. Um, yeah, the spinoffs uh, they vary in quality. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very very. I'll say this: like the first Annabelle, not great. The second Annabelle creation uh, is actually. Uh, much better, but I think I watched The Nun and I was just like, ah, I'm not a fan of this. Who cares? And um, and I haven't seen The Curse of La Lorna, and uh, there must have been another one in there somewhere. Nah, I think that's it. Um, sure. Okay. I, I I'm can't just, keep track. I just I don't really know. I just want to move on from this. Yes, but I but I I really like the like The Conjuring and The Conjuring yeah, Two are yeah. really good. Like James, like part of that has to do with the fact that James Wan's a really good director. Oh yeah. But so I don't know how this is going to go with a different director at the helm. I don't know if it's still going to be just as good. You know, that remains to be seen. Interesting that it's September 11th release, and they're not just waiting for October. Yeah. You know? know. But the next one, the next um, day is September 18th, and we're having the King's Man release. Finally. Uh, this got pushed back forever. Yeah. Not forever, but it got pushed back like six months or I so. I don't know if it's because they don't have... I don't know if it's just they, they feel like it's going to do better in a different month or they don't have any, like, confidence in it. I don't know, but this is Matthew Vaughn coming back to do a prequel of the Kingsman um, yes. franchise uh, where I guess we get the beginnings of the Kingsman um, Secret Service, you know, group. Um, you got Ray Fiennes coming to play the lead in, in this. Um, Matthew Good, uh Charles Dance is in this. I mean, yeah, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Dan, 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 Daniel Brühl. Aaron, Aaron Stan, Taylor Johnson's yeah. not in this. Yeah, he is. No, he's not. No, I'm looking on IMDb right now. What? I'm not seeing him in this cast. <laughs> I, see, I see Gemma Arterton, Ray Fiennes, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Matthew Good, Stanley Tucci. Yeah, yours, mine doesn't have Aaron Taylor Johnson in the cast. Oh, interesting. But... I don't know why I'm getting getting hung up on that, but yeah, I don't care. I, I mean, G-Mon, I see Jimon, I see Jimon Hounsou again, and I believe that because he's in every movie now, apparently. Sure. Um, but yeah, this movie was supposed to come out a while ago, and yeah. it now got pushed to September of this year. Um, I, 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 I was disappointed with the second one. I didn't straight up hate it, but it's not as good as the first film. Felt so fresh and so good. You know what I mean? Like it felt like. Like it felt like a comic book version of James Bond. Like it took all yeah. of, all the hokiness and kind of really made it, you know, made it fresh and interesting and whatnot. And the second film kind of retreaded a lot and just went in in really like uninteresting territories and they had a lot of cliche territories. Um, I don't know how much more they can get out of this franchise, to be honest with you, Stephen. Because I didn't think the second one did all, did very well at the box office in terms of like what they were expecting it to. And I don't know if this one's going to do much better sitting in September. I mean, I don't think that that really helps it a lot because I'm not sure what the budget of this film is, but these are not low-budgeted films, specifically no. with the the action sequences and whatnot. Um, Matthew Vaughn is coming back as the director, so at least we get like some type of consistency there. And Matthew Vaughn, I think, is a really good and talented director. And I just kind of want to see him do something else. Other than this, yeah, I, I don't know. He's stuck on this franchise. He's, he, he, yeah. and you know, these are like you know, these are comic book adaptations. So he's kind of still in that world. Yeah, maybe he'll move on to do other properties somewhere. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm okay with 
with that franchise right now. Like, I'll see it, but I'm not looking really forward to it. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, Without Remorse, which is the uh, next movie coming out that day, it's it's a Tom Clancy film. Um, you got Michael B. Jordan in here uh, playing John Clark, a Navy SEAL, goes on the path of to avenge his wife's murder only to find out uh, there's a larger conspiracy. Sounds like the plot to Punisher. Um, <laughs> it really does. Um, this is, yeah, I mean, it's based on a uh, Tom Clancy novel. Uh, Jamie Bell's also in it. Jodie Turner-Smith. Um, yeah, I, you know, I mean, I like Michael B. Jordan. I mean, I'll see it, I guess. It's uh, d- d- The screenplay is by uh, Taylor Sheridan. Oh, okay. So, I I'm mean, that's guy from Hell, that. for, Hell or High Water fame. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's the guy who directed uh, Sicario, Day of the Soldado. Yeah, not um, as good as Stefano the first Sicario. Solima. <laughs> Day of the Soldado, not... It's good. It's okay. It's not great. Um, Sicario is, is, is a fantastic film. They have yeah. the Soldado, not not so much. Not so much. Not so much. But um, um moving on. Moving on. Uh, so we, got, we, have, uh, we are now on September twenty fifth, the last night in Soho, um, which is a film hey, directed by Edgar Wright, which Steve and I actually talked to talked about right before we started recording this never ending podcast episode. Yes. Um. This is the newest film by Edgar Wright. Um, uh, a young girl passionate about fashion design is mysteriously able to enter the 1960s where she encounters her idol, a dazzling wannabe singer. But 1960s London is not what it seems and time seems to fall apart with sh- time. Yeah, time seems to fall apart with shady consequences. Um, I'm fascinated. I'm always interested to see what Edgar Wright's up to. I think he's a very, rather unique director. Um, I love his style. Yeah. I really liked. Um, There's really not Baby a movie Driver. of his I don't like, honestly. I yeah, even, even I mean, I know a lot of people didn't like the third film in the Cornetto trilogy. I, or maybe still they fun. thought it it's was a the, fun movie. Yeah, even though they thought it maybe was the least of the Cornetto trilogy, I, I still dug it a lot. I've yeah. still seen it several times. I love Scott Pilgrim. Like I've seen that movie so many times. Um, but I really like this cast. I really like this premise, and I, I I'll see this movie. I have yeah. no qualms about it whatsoever. Um, next film out that way, The Many Saints of uh, Newark. Newark is the yes. um, the Tony Soprano movie, the Sopranos uh, prequel movie, where you have a, uh, Alan Taylor's directing it. You have actual uh, the actual son of um, James Gandolfini, James Gandolfini playing the young Tony Soprano. Um, John Bernthal's in here. Vera Farmiga's in here. Um, I mean, I, I've never seen The Sopranos, so I couldn't. Well, I, I have, uh, and basically this takes place during, like, the childhood of the, you know, the titular character, titular character of of Tony Soprano portrayed by the late James Gandolfini, and this takes place, I believe, during the 1967 um, riots in Newark, and so I'm very curious to see that political, like, backdrop or that turmoil backdrop with, with and how it affects the character, because there was an episode in the Sopranos that flashed back to that time in the Tony Soprano character's life. So they're kind of taking that and building a, a feature film around it. Now, I th- I'm i curious if, if this is getting a theatrical release or if it's just going to be an HBO movie. Like, that's... Yeah. like is this, that's The Many Saints, if it's going to get that, like that full theatrical release in theaters. Because I don't know if people would necessarily rush to the theater to see it. 
and I think it would probably be more like um like probably be more watched on HBO than any place else. Probably. It's probably going to be HBO because it is that's the home of the the show. Um Yeah, I see no other yeah. It just says it's in post production now. So and you got to September. think by that time HBO Max will be out. Um, oh yes, yes. So yeah, it, it probably I would will. definitely launch probably that launch on there. It close to that, yeah. Um, uh, so that's the, that. The, and... the Trial of of Chicago Seven is a Aaron Sorkin movie. Oh. Um, it's got a great cast. It's uh, Joseph Gordon Lovett, um, Michael Keaton, Jeremy Strong. Um, Eddie Redmayne, Sasha Baron Cohen, uh, Mark Rylance, John Carroll Lynch, uh, Frank Langella. Uh, I mean, it's a great cast. Um, and it's about a story of seven people in trial stemming from various charges surrounding the uprising at the 1968 Democratic National Convention in Chicago, Illinois. Oh, have you ever seen the movie Medium Cool? The Haskell I haven't yet. Wexler I know it's from Criterion. Yeah. Yeah. That he was. Yeah. That actually, I think, takes place around that. Okay. That as well. Um. And but it was actually it's like a documentary. Okay. Like footage. Uh. But it's it's part documentary, part fictional. That very very interesting. Um. The way Haskell Wexler um Wexler did that. Um. I highly recommend that movie for, you know, cinephiles out there and whatnot. Okay. Um, yeah, Robert Forster, the late Robert Forster was in it. Um, yeah, it's a, a film, a TV news reporter finds himself becoming personally involved in the violence that erupts around the 1968 Democratic National Convention. <laughs> That's yeah. literally the yeah. premise of Medium Cool. Um, cool. That just kind of re- just triggered and reminded me. Check it out. Um, let's see. October now we're on 2nd. to October. Yeah, October seventh. We really the only movie we can talk about right here is is Venom two. Yeah, Venom two, um, which is actually like they're filming that now. Yeah. So that's going to be a quick yeah. We just saw turnaround. pictures of Carnage. Uh, yes. Played by uh, Woody Harrelson. Yeah, Woody Harrelson. We saw some pictures of him. Um, I mean, we're getting more of an idea that it's going to be connected to the MCU. Um, with this and Morbius coming out, you know, very close to each other. Within um, a yeah, within a couple of months. Yeah. So um, uh, I mean, I'm curious I, how how this one does because the first one was a surprise financial success, like I said yeah. earlier, because it's not a great movie. It's a wild, like, I mean, I, I couldn't even like like it's not a great movie. I'm just saying it's not a great movie. <laughs> I'm uh, just gonna and say it's, it's, a, it's not a new great. director. It's a new director with um, um, Andy Andy Serkis at the helm, and they're filming this movie literally now. So yeah. by the time this movie's done and they go into post, they're only gonna have couple of months in post with all those special effects yeah. they need to put in for the symbiote and stuff i'm curious what this is going to look like when it's done yeah. i mean they must have everything set up and ready to go from based off the first film that's the only thing i can think of i guess but october 9th is is death on uh, the nile death on the nile is the sequel to the murder on the Orient express yes it is written and starring kenneth Branagh, and of course based on the Agatha, Agatha Christie novel and yeah, this film another big as a cast. cast. Yeah. yeah. Rose Gal Leslie. Gadot, Army Hammer. Army Hammer. Russell Brand. Uh, Benning. <laughs> uh, Russell Brand is in this. I'm very curious what that's going to look like. Uh, Letitia Wright, who was in um, Black Panther, she's in this. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I like the first. I liked. It's fine. Um, it's fine. I thought it was fine as well. I enjoyed watching it in the theater. Gorgeous. Gorgeous aesthetic, I'll tell you that. And Kenneth Branagh looks like he was just hamming up every damn scene he oh, was yeah. in, but it was fine. So, yeah. uh, but I'll, maybe I'll check it out. Yeah, Nothing uh, really... 
respect yeah respect is the uh aretha franklin movie with jennifer hudson um i mean i i mean it's probably going to be a stereotypical biopic but um it's gonna probably have a lot of great music in it um and uh yeah (laughs) it's about all i can say Uh, about that you know and and the witches is robert zemeckis's film it's a remake. And, and it's a remake slash readaptation of the Roald Dahl 1983 classic. That's a children's book that was um, made uh, in the late uh, 1980s with like Jack Nicholson and Angelica Houston, I think, was in it. Um, yeah, I think I actually have this book. I've never, I've, I've, I've re- read some Roald Dahl, but I don't think I've ever read The Witches. Yeah. Um, um, Anne Hathaway's is, is in this film. Um, Octavia Spencer, uh, Chris Rock, Stanley Tucci. Yeah, I'm cur- I'm very curious. I'm that, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we um, see. October 16th, this is a big one. Halloween Kills, oh. sequel um, to the last. Let's, yeah. Now let's hope, Stephen, that this is not just a a remake of the original film. <laughs> Again. I, I, I've heard that this is going to have a little bigger scope than most Halloween movies. That's what I've heard. Um, I mean, it's an interesting title. Um, I do like the team that the team's coming back. David Gordon Green. Um, you know, you have J- uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and Judy Greer, and Anth- you have Anthony Michael Hogg in, in this movie. Um, yeah, it's the same exact production team. Yeah. Even the writers, Danny yeah. McBride, and they, they they actually shot a lot of this in North Carolina. Oh, did yeah. not know that. So, yeah. So um, yeah, like I said, same cast, same everything. I'm I'm. I mean, I'm curious how they're going to... I mean, they've done this a million times in the franchise. How they're going to write Michael back into the franchise, yeah. um, uh, judging about the ending events of the first film. Um, I know a lot of people were hyped about that first movie. I liked it, but it's it's very much a remake of the original film, right down to the annoying teenage characters that I really wanted to die while watching the movie. <laughs> like, they were like, like, it was so annoying. But I, I dug... I really like the Halloween franchise. I... I think I, I own those movies several times over, and I've seen them several times. So I'm definitely going to be in the theater for that. See, that's a good, you know, right in the middle of October. That's the perfect time for that movie to come out. Yeah. So um, next next week is Snake um, Snake Eyes. Um, what? Yeah, we have the a spinoff movie from the GI Joe character. Uh, oh Henry my Golding's. goodness, they're out, they're actually doing this. Yeah, Henry Golding's playing Snake Eyes. I mean, oh yes. I'm not. I'm not big. I'm not a big fan of this. So I don't. I don't have anything to say about it. But uh, is it even? I do a, like I Henry even, Golding though. Yeah, I do like Henry Golding, but I don't even know if it's a spinoff or if it's just. They're just making I a movie about is. Snake Eyes, apparently. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I mean, which I think is one of the most popular GI Joe. Oh characters. yeah, yeah. Um. The, the the other movie, uh, those who wish me dead, is is Taylor Sheraton's next movie. Yeah, and his previous film was like my favorite film the year it came out. Um, oh, Winter. Uh, what's it called? No, it was uh, To Hell or High Water. No, 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 no. The last movie he did was the uh, the Wind River. Didn't that was the last? Oh, movie you're he did right. Wind... He did. Oh, did he write that or did he? I thought he directed Wind River. Oh, he did direct it. Yeah. And what was that? Then who? Huh? Yeah. He wrote. He wrote uh, Hell or High Water. He didn't direct it. Yeah, he didn't direct Hell or High Water. No, but he he did. He wrote and directed um, Wind River. Yeah, you're right. Another actually, it's actually that's also a really good movie. Yeah, well, yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, I, I didn't like it as much as some of the other movies he wrote, but um, 
Yeah, it's still a pretty good movie. Uh, this one's got Angelina Jolie, John Bernthal, Nicholas Holt, um, Tyler Perry's in it. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, this one's about a, a teenage murder witness finds himself pursued by twin assassins in the Montana wilderness with the survival expert tasked with protecting him. A forest fire threatens to consume them all. So this sounds like this is going to have uh, this is going to be an exciting movie. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. and seeing Anne Hathaway, I mean, seeing um, Angelina Jolie in something kind of is interesting, other than a big special effects movie. Yeah. You know. Um, uh, speaking of big special effects movies, Stephen. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Uh-huh. November 6th now, because we're in November. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the Eternals, which is Marvel's big movie of the year, um, other than Black Widow. I Yeah, they're only coming out with two this year. Yeah. Um, the Eternals is uh, directed by... Uh, co-directed by Kirk D'Amico and Brandon Jeffords, and it stars... Wow, they really... They're, um, no, that's that's different. Why did I not click on... Interesting. If you click on the link, uh, it doesn't take you to where I wanted to go. So that's. <laughs> hold on. Let me. Now I might have to go to IMDb and oh, do man. this the old-fashioned way. It's a way. Marvel movie. It's got a big yeah, cast in it. Yeah, Angelina Jolie, Salma Hayek. Get yeah, this. This film is directed by Chloe Zhao. Um. Yeah, Chloe. Yeah, this. The wasn't this the first? No, the second film in the MCU that's directed by a woman, because, um, Captain Marvel was co-directed by a woman. Yeah. And there are only like twenty something movies in, but yeah, directed by Chloe Zhao, starring Angelina Jolie, Salma Hayek, Richard Madden, Kumail Nanjiani, who apparently has the best diet and training uh, in the world, uh, Gemma Chan, Kit Harrington, um, yeah, Brian uh, Brian Tyree Henry, um, very interesting, uh, because this is a property that I don't think a lot of people are are aware of. Within within Marvel Comics, and this is kind of you this know could, a little bit of a the chance. Next Guardians movie, you know, that's what the... they probably hope it to be. It's yeah. cosmic, um, it, you know, in the saga of the Eternals, a race of immortal beings who lived on Earth and shaped its history and civilizations. Yeah, that's that's the premise that it's on IMDb. Um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, uh, because like I said, not not a well known property, but by this point, anything with Marvel on it is gonna make some money. Oh, it's gonna make money. That cast well, we do need to see, we need to see people. a trailer soon. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Maybe not soon. Something, but probably, probably with Black summertime. Widow, we'll get something. Yeah. Um, if not for Black Widow, then definitely, obviously, you know, Comic Con, Comic Con, yeah, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Um, another movie coming out that week, limited, is called Stillwater, and it's Tom McCarthy's next movie, which is the director of Spotlight, which won Best Picture. Oh, um, yes. This stars Matt Damon, Abigail Breslin. Uh, the father travels from Oklahoma to France to help his daughter, who has been arrested for murder. So this could be a pretty interesting drama. Maybe some Oscar buzz on this one, possibly. Perhaps. I uh, mean, we are hitting, what are we, in November We're already? in November, so, so That's yeah. the Oscar season. But I could take, the, the next movie on the list is a big Oscar. Uh, Clifford the Big Red Dog. Oh, that's what Steven, big I love Clifford the Big Red Dog. When I was a kid, I loved this was the, the big those deal. Books. Yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of, I kind of, you know, we don't know much about this yet, but it. I mean, I might want to see this. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we just had a Sonic the Hedgehog movie come out, so Clifford the Big Red Dog isn't isn't out of the realm possibilities no, to not. watch. Um, I mean, I loved those books when I was a kid. There was an animated show also when I was slightly older, so I kind of missed out on it a little bit. 
Um, but yeah, I, it's a children's property coming out in November. Never count out stuff when it comes to children's properties. It'll be a big Thanksgiving movie. Pa- parents love to take their kids to keep them quiet for an hour or yeah. two. Um, granted, you know, their attention span doesn't seem to be that that long. But um, I'm interested. I'm just going back to Stillwater. Check out Tom McCarthy's other work. Um, the Station Agent is a film that no one talks about, and it's a fantastic film. Um, Win-win. Uh, Win Win's another one. I mean, Spotlight we could talk about, we've talked about. Um, but yeah, so Deep Water is is a film by Adrian Lin. Man, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. A long time. Um, Adrian Lin directed a lot of those like, um, like, like 80s films, like that... That like like Fatal Attraction, Jacob's Ladder, Nine and a Half Weeks, so you know, uh, Flash uh, Dance, you know, sex thrillers. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I was gonna say like sexy movies from the eighties and nineties, but you kind of kind of summed it up. Like he directed the like uh, the readaptation of Lolita in ninety seven with yeah. Jeremy Irons. Uh, he directed Unfaithful, like I guess ah, that indecent indi- yes. indi- indi- proposal, like yeah, like a a, sex, a, a sexy movie thing. He hit. Yes. <laughs> Um, he likes sexiness in his movies. Yeah, I guess he does. But apparently he's making another movie. Um, it's called A Well-To-Do Husband Who Allows His Wife to Have Affairs in Order to Avoid a Divorce mm-hmm. Becomes a Prime Suspect in the Disappearance of Her Lovers. Stephen, this is a movie straight out of the 80s. <laughs> straight out of it. Hmm. And Ben <laughs> Affleck has to be in it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Who is in this movie? Oh, Andy Armas is in it. Ben Affleck. Tracy Letts. Oh, man. Rough. What a movie! Um, I can't believe he's making—he's literally making the same movie that he probably made thirty to forty years ago. Well, they probably told him, "Hey, look, look, these stupid uh, sex movies like uh, Fifty Shades of Grey is coming out. You might as well make one of your '80s sex movies." I guess so. Uh, apparently, it's based on the book by Patricia High Smith, who—who was a—I mean, she did. She was a famous uh, author. She did, um, like her books were turned into like. Um, uh, like the talented Mr. Ripley and stuff like that. Um, even like uh, the American Friend, was, I think, was based off of her work. You know, the uh, Vin Vendors film from the seventies. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really surprised by that he's making the same movie. <laughs> but anywho, that was just that was just a weird coincidence. But moving on, November twentieth, Stephen, there's a big showdown that's about to happen. This is the Throwdown Fight of the Century. Uh, forget about the thriller in Manila. Forget about all the all the boxing matches you've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, it's Godville, Godzilla vs. Kong. This yeah. is coming out November twentieth. Now probably going to be just like Batman v Superman, where they start out fighting and then they are then they're best buds and they fight together against something bigger. Probably they have to fight a bigger bad that they have to team up against. It'll be um, Mecha Godzilla. Yeah. yeah, could be Mecha Godzilla. I mean, what's interesting is that Godzilla just fought a, like every single bad guy in uh, Godzilla: King of Monsters, yeah. right? I and so it's so, like, yeah. who, who's he fighting now? I mean, I guess we got to get somebody bigger. It's got to be an Kong. alien. Alien yeah, coming from, yeah. Could be. It'll probably be, uh, oh, man. It, it it could be anybody. I was going to say could something, but. It could be anybody. It could be anybody. <laughs> could be, uh, you know, uh, you know. Oh, it could be, it could be Gamera, who is uh, the giant turtle uh, kaiju. Um, Mystery Science Theater did a famous series of watching the Gamera films, and Gamera was just a giant turtle kaiju and it was just just hilarious but it could be him but this movie got pushed back i believe and i love godzilla i absolutely i i love i love watching the movies even the old 
the old ones where it's just people in suits like running around tiny like like uh plastic villages and stuff kicking over fake trains um all that kind of stuff but this movie a lot of a lot of things hinge on the success of the franchise going forward hinge on this movie because the last film wasn't a gigantic money maker like they thought it was going to be no and and a lot of that had to do with the fact that um the the way they wrote the human characters in Godzilla King of Monsters wasn't great uh you I didn't need to concentrate on them. I didn't give a shit about them. They didn't need to concentrate <laughs> on them. They could have just—they could have just been Godzilla fighting monsters for two hours, and I would have—it would have been dope as hell. Yeah. Uh, even though that that aspect of the movie was still dope, still pretty awesome. But I—I—this has been leading up to this because we got the Kong movie, we got two Godzilla movies. I'm hoping this pays off. I'm really hoping it does. Mm. How do you feel? I don't. I. It's. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't feel anything for it. Um, okay. Yeah. Kind of taking the wind out of my sails. I'm man. sorry. I mean, I just <clears throat> I, that last one didn't do anything for me, and um, I mean, I'm sure I'll see it once again. I guess All I'm right. just getting really tired. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. is maybe the longest podcast we've ever done. All right, this is probably the longest one we've done since. And I've had um, a long day. Um, I know since we've done the Rocky, but let's move on then. Uh, the no, King I mean, Richard one looks interesting. Yeah. This is the. The Serena, the Williams sisters, the tennis players. Yes. Um, this guy has Will Smith in it playing their father. Um, so, yeah. I mean, what what's weird about this, though, is that Will Smith, if he ends up being the sole, like, the focus of this movie, isn't that kind of weird? Like, isn't it supposed to be Oh, yeah, because it's supposed to be about the sisters. Yeah, and so if it's about him, you. I'm going to be, eh? Eh? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see because I, I, I like Will Smith. I've always liked Will Smith. Um, I'm I'm fascinated about that that film and about the relation between the sisters as well as their father and that contentiousness that exists between like you know you know parents and famous Pushing athletes. Their kids and yeah, I mean like that, that. It's not even like athletes. Like even it's happened in the music industry. It's happened in you know ac- the 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 film world and all that kind of stuff. But um, moving on, there's a Ray and the Last Dragon is a Disney animated film. Which, Aquafina. Which are with Aquafina. It's in a realm known as Lumandra, a reimagined Earth inhabited by an ancient civilization. A warrior named Raya is determined to find the neck, the last dragon. Uh, it, didn't we just have this with um, <laughs> <laughs> with uh, How to Train Your Dragon? Did we just have yeah, this? but that wasn't Disney. I guess that wasn't Disney. You are <laughs> correct, sir. Um, that one's gonna be another one. It's coming out Thanksgiving. That's. Uh, that's a, that was smart for the yeah. kids. Oh, Disney. Uh, well, I can tell you, Samaritan's a S- Sylvester Stallone movie, but I don't, it didn't look good. <laughs> oh, for December 11th? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, who cares? Uh, December 18th. Oh, this Stephen, here we go. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Look at this release date. Yeah, I know. Coming to Ooh. America, the, the sequel that I don't know that I ever wanted, but... Um, oh, you want it. You but, want it. But I'm afraid because I'm hearing it's not going to be rated R, so that's already do- dooming it a little bit. Um, but it, you know, Eddie Murphy made a great one of the, my favorite comedies back in the '80s, Coming to America, and now they're making another one, also called Coming to America. Yeah, kind of. But with the two as actually a two. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I hate the when they do shit like that. Yeah, I do too. Um, um, I I mean, this is directed by Craig Brewer, who I think is a great director. Um, watch Hustle and Flow if you've never seen Hustle and Flow. 
Um, he also, I believe, just he just did, did Dolomite, yeah. Just did, yeah. Um, what Dolomite is my name? Yeah. Um, which which is on Netflix is also great. Uh, it's really really good. Um, Eddie Murphy's making a little bit of a comeback right now, so this could keep that comeback train. Hope, it, hope that coming. it's good. Yeah. I mean, this you know James James Earl Jones is back. Wesley Snipes, Arsenio Hall, they they found him somewhere. Yeah. Uh, uh, John Amos is back as. Uh, McDowell. I wonder if they still have McDowells around. I'm curious. I think it will be. Uh, and I've heard the barbershop guys are coming back too. Oh, though they great. should be dead by now. <laughs> um, you know, I guess, because yeah. because yeah, because technically it was it was like 34. At least years that ago Jew guy has to be dead by now. <laughs> I guess, uh, but yeah, I'm 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 I wonder. Yeah, December 18th. Why are they having this coming out in December? I don't know. I mean, it's ca- it's counter programming to to Dune, which yeah, is Yeah, we know movie. we got Denis Villeneuve's Dune. Now, Steven, I'm going to see this movie. You're oh, going to see I'm this gonna movie. Oh, I'm going to see the fuck out of this movie. Uh people um, who are like know what Dune is, like it's one of the most famous, you know, science fiction fantasy uh books of all time, and it's kind of like imp- an impossible adaptation and they've done it before. David Lynch's Dune from the 1980s with Kyle MacLachlan. Sting is in that movie. Um, it's not a great movie. It's fun as it's fun as all hell. Well, but they've done. I, I, they've I done plan a to read the. Form. I plan to read the books before uh, the first book at least. Yeah, read the first the one because I know it's just going to be based on that. Yeah, um, but uh, th- listen to this cast. Yes, go Tim- ahead. Timothy Chalamet, Rebecca Ferguson, Jason Momoa, Zendaya, uh, or Zendaya, uh, Josh Brolin, uh, Oscar Isaac, Javier Bardem. Dave Batista, Stellan Skarsgård, Char- uh, Charlotte Rampling. I mean, and there's others that you might know, but th- them are the main ones. Yeah. Um, I that, mean, I, that is I, nuts. You know how much I, I love Denny Villeneuve's work and how much I, you know, Blade Runner 2049 was my favorite movie of the year the year it came out. That yeah. movie still, like, entraps me to this day. I love that freaking movie. I love like many of Denny Denny's work. I think he's an amazing filmmaker, and I can't wait to see this film. I'm I'm shocked that they let him like adapt. Yeah, especially this. I'm after shocked Blade as Runner. hell. Especially after Blade Runner wasn't like a huge financial success, and it was a big budget movie. That movie was like like 150 200 million dollar movie. Did not I, it did not make like as much as I think it needed to make. Um, yeah, $150 million estimated budget on that. Yeah. But this, I can only imagine what the budget is for this movie. I mean, because this is not going to be cheap. Not going to be cheap I, at all. I, I, I guess they he's, just have he's much faith for the in fences. a man. I mean, I, it's... Yeah, he's swinging for the fences. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean some t- I some, some, Warner Brothers, if anything, you know, they're very director-centric. You know, well, they, 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 they very chances. much put a lot of faith in their filmmakers. Right. So. Um. And then the next one, I mean, we could talk about Dune all day, but let's move on because yeah. we're getting towards the stretch here. We're, yeah. we're trying to get, last to, get couple, to that man. finish line. Last couple, we can do it. West Side Story, Steven Spielberg. Yes, um, a remake, of course. Um, yes, it is, of the um, Oscar award-winning film. Um, one of my favorite mu- musicals of all time. And, uh, Ansel Elgort's really the only actor in this that's of note. Really? Um, yeah, he he went with a, a relative unknown cast for the most. I mean, Reed Moreno is in it, Corey Stoll is in it. Um, yeah, but when it comes to the young cast, who are basically going to have to carry this movie because it's about their their you know interactions and relationships, um, he went relatively unknown. Other than of course you know Ansel Elgort, 
Um, Rachel Zegler, who's playing Maria, she's someone that plucked from obscurity. Like, I think she just auditioned. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, they they did one of those, like, big-time auditions where they just, hey, everybody come and audition. Let's, we're going to find, we're going to find who we need to find. Um, and this movie's been, he's been working on this for a while. Um, because he did the, he did, uh, The Post, like, while he was making this movie or something yeah. like that. Yeah, it's an adaptation of the 1957 musical, a, the West Side Story explores the forbidden love and rivalry between the Jets and the Sharks, two teenage street gangs of different ethnic backgrounds. It's essentially a musical streetwise version of Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. That's what West Side Story is. And I think that's what it keeps the keeps the story alive and keeps it. You know, people keep revisiting revisiting the Romeo and Juliet story over and over again because yeah. it's something that's universal and something that's still relevant to today when it comes to. Um, just um, the way people treat other people who are from different ethnic races and stuff like that. Yeah. You know I mean, there's still people who don't think certain, you know, uh, you know, if, if certain ethnic races should be in rela- romantic relationships together and stuff like that. It, it, this garbage has been going on for decades. <laughs> yeah, go go watch the original before this. Go, yeah, do watch the original because it, it's really fantastic. Amazing cinematography. One best um, picture of the year the year it came out. Yes, it did. And um, 19, uh, December 23rd, right before Christmas. We're not going to talk about these. Uh, oh, don't you dare. Take this away from me, Stephen. I'm going to take uh, Crudes 2 away from you. <laughs> yeah, come on, Stephen, because you know who's in it. Nick Cage, I know. Yes. I was going to say, Nick Cage is in it. Ryan Ryan Reynolds is in it. Nick Cage is the only one you had to mention, Stephen. Yeah, okay, Nick Cage. I, I was going to say their names, oh, but I'm not gonna, say, I don't, we don't need to talk about yeah, these we don't need just, I All I'll say is that watch the Crudes because it... Just Nick Cage in animated form is just freaking hilarious, and it's it's actually a pretty decent animated flick. Tom and Jerry's getting a movie. Yeah, I I am I'm kind of shocked that it's 2020 and Tom yeah. and Jerry's getting a movie, and I I I have no idea what to say about this because I don't, I don't have know. anything to say because I, uh, I love Tom and Jerry, to but I don't I don't know if they needed a movie in 2020. Yeah, I don't know who's going to see this other than me. Yeah, um, probably yeah I'll probably yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll probably skip this one. Um, yeah. Okay. So December twenty fifth, Paul Greengrass has got his next movie coming out. He does. Um, News of the world. Um, Tom Hanks is in it. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be an Oscar push movie uh, because of the time period and because of the topic. A tex a Texan travels across the Wild West, bringing the news of the world to local townspeople. Agrees to help rescue a young girl who was kidnapped. All right, Tom uh, Hanks doing something I'll, yeah, different. I'll. I'll say this. Um, whether it's, it looks like a wide release for Christmas, which is very interesting. Maybe it'll be one of those like semi-wide and then wider in January. I don't know. That's probably what is crazy is about, out of all the movies that we've gone through, I don't think we've actually hit like a lot of those um, festival darling films that end up getting releases. Yeah. Well, along they're, still the way. Not, they're probably still not, you know, set I up mean, yet. Yeah. Yeah. Because we've only really had Sundance. And I think South by Southwest is just around the corner. So, and then of course we have the Cannes Film Festival that's also that always comes out in May, um, and then you know other film festivals and whatnot. So, uh, a lot of films to see this year. Yeah, uh, but that's that's pretty. The tar- much the tar- it. Tomorrow War is Chris McKay's next movie. It's a science fiction action movie. A man is drafted to fight in a future war where the fate of humanity relies on his ability to confront his past. Um, it's got a you know Chris Pratt is in it. Uh, J.K. Simmons. Um, so yeah, that, that could be, end up being an interesting movie. Chris McKay stepping away from his 
political oh, yes. craziness that he he's been doing lately. Um, and then the last movie we'll talk about real quick is Ridley Scott's. Well, yeah, next the movie. last duel. The last which duel, looks like a which uh, is a um, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon screenplay. Yeah, Ben Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Ridley Scott, uh, King Charles the Sixth declares that Knight de Jean de Carouge settle his dis his dispute with his squire by challenging him to a duel. And this film stars Adam Driver, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, uh, Jodie Comer. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know. Yeah, I, I, this is a limited release, by the way. Yeah. It, this is probably what I just said. It's probably going to be limited. limited in December. And, and it looks like it's getting a wide release July, uh, July, January 9th to 2021. Yeah. So it's probably going to be one of those. This is going to be um, a silent situation. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it is. But um, um, that's that's it. That's all we in, got. In a um, nutshell, I'm about to pass out. Steven's I'm about to pass there. out. Um, um, definitely. But um, that's it for this episode. Of, uh, we hope you uh, could stay with us for the two hours and 15 minutes, an hour longer than we usually go. Um, but um, there'll probably be more updates as the year goes on with the calendar and whatnot. But um, where can we find you, Andrew? You can find me on Twitter at Capzilla06, as well as my YouTube channel, Capzilla Productions. And you can find me on Facebook, Stephen Billings. You can find me on Instagram, Simple Discovery Project. And you can find the audio for this podcast on uh, Podbean or Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening, and hey, keep on watching the movies. I know I will. <laughs>